Hello there, and welcome to the Literarily Trash Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Roseanne. I'm Vanessa. I'm Samantha. And I'm Stephanie. And we're four sisters who love to read, drink, and talk shit. If you check any of those boxes, or hell, if you're just looking for some solid entertainment, you've come to the right place. Our exclusive book club is now open to the public. So grab a drink, pull up a chair, and let's talk some shit. Oh, and hey, listener discretion is advised. Hola. Ah. Hello. Hmm. What are we drinking this evening? Wine. No, but it's a good old nineteen crimes. Nice. Yeah, from Quick Trip, actually. (laughs) Trash. (laughs) Hey, you do what you got to do, guys. All right. Did it have dust on it? Uh, No, actually, didn't. It's good. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I'm drinking duck horn. Oh, aren't you fancy? On sale at Kroger, and did you know that if you buy four or more bottles of wine at Kroger, you get 10% off? Uh, no, but I know you get a shitty bag that I have 40000 of. <laughs> that is true. I have, all of mine have a hole in them, and I don't know why. You can only keep three. Why I use them for everything. <laughs> it's actually really good for ornaments, like Christmas ornaments. It's great for that. You just put them in the holes. Hmm. little life hack there, guys. Well, a little Pinterest mom. Yes. We don't have Kroger where I'm at, by the way. What are you showing there? It's really devastating. We have a Winn-Dixie, Publix, and Walmart. That's it. So we're trash about to get a new Publix. We're about to get a new Publix. Oh, Anna Aldi. How did you forget that? No, we're about to get an Aldi. We haven't got Oh, <gasps> oh congratulations. Yeah. I was about to say, I Stephanie know. is we're about to... Um, yeah. Can I just have a minute to talk about Aldi? No, I'm kidding. Um, no, they really are. So I'm, I'm actually, I do want to talk about Aldi for a second because I'm actually very proud of you for overcoming your fear of Thank the you. conveyor belt. Thank you. Yeah. That's that's a huge accomplishment. I actually, I still get anxiety trying to find a quarter to get a buggy. You go. You need to have one um, in your little cup thingy, your little container right there by the door. That's where you need to put one. Yeah, well, when I pull into an Aldi, it's like on a whim and I have to scavenge for a quarter thankfully there's good samaritans who leave one i was gonna say people leave them like that yeah um they also if you go on etsy there are people who make quarter um crocheted coin holders specifically for us aldi shoppers so you (laughs) i cannot i swear swear. so much shit on etsy etsy thinks of everything i do you know what i'll link it on the stories you're welcome yeah i might want one Mm-hmm. Kind of exciting. And we're getting yeah. an Olive Garden. Not that their food's any good, but we are getting one. Wait, they are good. I love Olive Garden. We just got one. Why we is people's nose wrinkled? Do you not love I'm, their chicken gnocchi I'm soup? Always, I'm no. always disappointed. I always think it's going to be so much better than it is. And I'm always like, why did I even look at this? Oh. I mean, the only thing worth eating is soup, salad, breadsticks. That's it. That's true. And dipping it in Alfredo. Yes, we were at mom and dad's for. Um, this the past weekend, Roseanne and I were there, and Mom and Dad catered for the for the very small group of us catered Olive Garden to the nice. house. What the hell? Yeah, and you should have seen the box of breadsticks. <laughs> it was quite a sight. Two I bet my life layers deep, layers deep of 
Breadsticks. Breadsticks. It was yeah. glorious. Indeed. It was beautiful. I actually meant to take a picture. Um, and was it, it 24 breadsticks? Way more. It had to be more than that. Don't you think? Why was I don't it know, so many? It was a lot. I don't <laughs> know, but that first row got gone real quick. Yeah, real but quick. How, many, how many did you eat? Confess. Don't lie. How many did you eat in that one sitting? I sadly I probably only had, had one. I oh, probably wow. had holy. Shit. I probably had three. I probably had three. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I three. Realistic. I could because, easy because they also had Alfredo dipping sauce in bowls. Dip, like yeah. you just like yeah. What was I supposed yeah, to do? Yeah, oh, I might have had two then because I forgot about the dip. <laughs> Only had one on my plate, but I think I ate one standing up at the at the bowl. <laughs> I know for a fact. As soon as we opened it, we both dived in like gremlins, ripping it to shreds. So I know for a fact. More than two. <laughs> yeah. We shredded through three just standing there. Yeah. Mm. I know. I even legit said, has anyone taken a picture yet before we ate anymore? And no one did. We'll never document <laughs> we were, the we glorious breadsticks. <laughs> we were a little buttery, the fingers, you know? I mean, like, we went <laughs> we went hard right away. Speaking of buttery, did everyone see the handprint of Bo that he Aww. left from the popcorn butter? on That's the cute. I, Like, every time the, the sun hit it, I was like, oh, Bo. So what was that? Was that a room to like a sunroom? And then right, you were, the dock was right there? Yeah. So Steph and I, um, my family does a key strip every summer and we had a cancellation and Ben, out of his amazing brain mindset, thought that Greg would really love to come and go fishing. And Stephanie, on some sheer whim, managed to, while losing an employee, mind you, still packed all her crap up and came down there um, and hung out with us for a couple of days, which was awesome. Our spot is on a canal, and um, the room with the infamous bow handprint, which actually reminds me of our book we're about to read, if you look at the front page. I immediately saw it. I was like, oh, look at Bo doing a little thing for our podcast. Cute. Um, <laughs> but it was his uh, popcorn, smart food popcorn hand, as he was trying to exit the house and go through the back sunroom to the outdoor patio, which had a pool, and it was on the canal. There's a big dock that the boats all lined up on or whatever it was cute it was nice little mantis yeah. came so cute yeah mm-hmm. it wasn't a lot of fishing ass. at the dock but it was nice otherwise mm-hmm. i felt like a rich bitch um sitting on the back of ben's boat drinking a margarita in a solo cup my swimsuit cover flapping in the wind and i was like is this what it's like to be rich like this moment right here <laughs> She kept asking, by the way, through every canal, is this what it's like to be rich? Is this what it's like to be rich? Like, I don't I mean, you should have seen yes, them in the house. I don't know. Yeah. And that's like yeah, their that, vacation homes. It makes it you is. sick. Homes are just like they're like one of four homes and yeah. they're going to rent it out to you for a whopping six grand. Woo-hoo, exactly. Um, you know, Heaven moved to a different soccer club and they're out of Buckhead. Um, so we have to go down a Riverside Drive. Ooh. And it, 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 the houses are literally insane. Like one is yeah. just a palace. Like, yeah. yeah, who lives in this palace? Like, <laughs> it's insane. Like, these houses are just crazy. Wow. How is she doing in her soccer thing? Good, good. Yeah, this is only the first week of training, and it's been intense. So she had practice this morning at 11 a.m. It was supposed to be over at 1230. It was over at 130. I'm like, apparently, we're not doing time here. Yeah. No. So it's just different. And then she's back there at 430 today. Um Wow. So it's it's a, it's different, um, but it's if she wants to play college soccer, then this is what she's got to do. So she is such a badass. She is a badass. Yeah, she's a badass. Yeah. yeah. How does she get invited on to a nationals team if she's not even played with them the entire season? Like, how does that happen? Where she just like gets to jump into the finale of it? 
Yeah, you can. You can roster that way. I guess there's rules about how, like, if she's already in the GA league, which she is, she, so she's going to another team that's in the same league she is, you can, like, play her pass, I think is what it oh, is. So she's allowed to play with them, if you know, if they want her to. Um, so I don't huh. know. This is new to us, too, honestly. We didn't know we were going to New Jersey in 20 days, but here we are. How so. exciting. I wish I could come <laughs> and watch her play. Yeah. Well, I mean, so well, cool. never mind. You're not close anymore. Some of the deets of the New Jersey spot. No, I will. Um, what? How many tickets do you get? Oh, it's not tickets. It's not like that. Oh. We just have to pay to go. It's just a lot. We spend a lot of money to go. We don't get anything out of it. You know, it's just uh-huh. <laughs> our kids' yeah, enjoyment. So, but <laughs> is it over the weekend that you go to these? Like on is it weekends or do you have to take off work? Take off work. Yeah. Whoa. It, like this is a big one. This is June twentieth through the twenty fifth. So it starts on like a Tuesday and ends on a Sunday. So it's all during the week. Um, but Brett's going, we have to divide and conquer sometimes it's, it's costly for us all to fly and, you know, go every time. So, so you're not going to New Jersey. I'm not, I got cut. I got cut. (laughs) I know. I mean, it's hard. That's hard. That's a lot of days to be gone midweek. That's a big, I mean, it's a big commitment for these competitive sports parents. Like you guys are like sacrificing a lot. Yes. Like even today being there at 11, um, you know, I'm trying to figure out how long I'm going to do my work meetings. Like we have Q3 planning going on. So like everybody's in meetings trying to figure stuff out and I'm not the only mom or or parent out there. Like there's dads out there with laptops and they're on business calls. Like we're all just trying to like give our kid that opportunity, but like still like be a boss bitch. Like, yeah. God dang. That's real cute and commendable. Cheers. Hey, cheers. Thanks guys. Sandy. That's badass. Cheers, Sandy. (laughs) Thanks guys. Well, if I may, I am, um, so, you know, on, um, Charlie Brown, Linus, the guy with the buzz around him. flies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's me. That's me. That's me with my anxiety buzzing around me because I leave for Alaska in a week and I am anxiety ridden for leaving my child for two weeks. I would be too, Rose. Anxiety to the max. Like, I feel like I can't even enjoy it yet. Or get excited about it because I'm just so nervous about it. But anyways, and I've been working my butt off so I could actually not work for two weeks. So I am super excited about that. But since we're talking yeah. about traveling, I was going to throw out that um, I'm about to this have an be... amazing trip, but I'm yeah very anxiety ridden about it. You're going to love it. I know it sounds really daunting and overwhelming to not be able to be with little Dinkerman, but you're going to love every second of being one out doing something other than working and two getting to like be 100% focused on Aubrey for two yeah. weeks, which is, I am looking thing. forward to that. Yeah. And we yeah. have a lot of fun stuff planned. So I am super, I am super excited about all the things we're doing, but it's just the leaving part. Like every time I think about it, I'm like, Oh my God, it's going to be so yeah. sad. What, um, what uh, stuff are you guys doing? Um, <clears throat> let's see. We are doing, a train ride like an old school train through a couple towns that goes along the coastline so we see lots of cool stuff we're doing a um, big boat tour where we see whales glaciers um we're doing another boat ride um it's kind of like uh i guess maybe whitewater rafting but on like a bigger boat and they do like they get like close up to waterfalls and shit where you think you're about to like fall down it um we are doing a Sounds dog great. sledding thing. I think I would be no, more anxious about Woo-hoo. that boat ride than Leo. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not about that. I'm like, oh, what if I do die on one of these excursions? But I'm not thinking right? about that. Oh, have you Googled not, Have not you yet. Googled the death rate on these certain things? Um, I think Aunt Ellen told us no one's died. 
Yeah. Oh, that's nice. That's that feels so. Awesome. Yeah. So it came up in combo. It did. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember which 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 adventure we were actually talking about that it came up in combo, but um, and we're doing the dog sledding. You know, the dogs that pull um, you. But there's not going to be snow. But we're doing it on like a, I guess maybe the dirt. But that's still going to be cool. Um, we're going like to you might hit something tours. and fly off. Oh God! What if I do? You guys know I'm accident know. prone. Wait, like, it's going to be I'll like when you. It's going to be like when you did the bouncy house, but worse. <laughs> or oh, me, Zan, the jet anxiety. Well, for example, when you bounced me out of the freaking golf cart, just like that. For it's like off road, and I flew off the back. <gasps> oh no, Samantha, you did it still holding your I drink, did. and you didn't did. spill it. You stood up, we're like, nope. I'm all right, guys. I don't have my phone and my drink in one hand, and I literally, my ass just slid off the back seat. Like, I will never sit in the back seat again. I just slid right off and bounced on my ass, like, onto the ground. Yes. Were I you okay? So I was like, Oops, I was. She would leave a note. <laughs> my mother was crying. It was such a shame. She was yes. crying. Yeah, the she kids were really crying. distraught. They were, she like, holding my arm on so I wouldn't fall off again. Yeah. I was, like Cruella Deville. I was like Cruella Deville. I was like Cruella Deville in my dress that was flapping in the wind to the golf cart. I can imagine the scene like an around Mirror Lake. You know? <laughs> I can imagine the residents were like, who let this bitch move in here? Ah, classic. Anyways, so yeah, a little bit about me. Well, you're gonna I'm anxiety ridden lightness. <laughs> Those are flies. <laughs> Whatever. That's exactly no, what I picture myself. Like I'm just like a ball of nerves right now. My poor husband. He's like, babe, what is what is this all over your face? I'm like, tired, exhaustion, overwhelming. Which part? <laughs> Are you having hives? If it, if it helps, Roseanne, I mean, think about how much fun he's going to have just like one-on-one yeah. time with dad. Like that's going to be really good. Like he's going to have a really good time. He's going to love it. Mm-hmm. He's going to miss you, of course. But like when you come back, you're going to be rejuvenated. You're going to be refreshed. You're going to be, you know, excited to spend one-on-one time with him. Like right now, like if he were to come in the room rampaging, you'd be like, oh my God, like get out, you know, but yeah, after like two weeks happened. gone, you're going to really appreciate having his little uh, loud ass around. That's true. So enjoy it. Just enjoy the break. He's going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just don't, don't think, I mean, I mean, it's easier said than done. And like, I would be sad if I left my kid for two weeks, but um yeah, just think about, you know, how good it'd be when you get back because everyone's going to be fine. Yeah. I mean, when you start to miss them, just start drinking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and on that note, cheers to Roseanne's anxiety. Again, well, yes, cheers say. to anxiety. Oh, well, I was going to say um, they have dispensaries because uh, marijuana is legal there. It's legal there. <clears throat> if you, you, could you don't have to edit that out, right, if it's legal? Yeah. It'd be, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> I might partake if it's legal that. there. <laughs> Enjoy. I might. When in Rome, you must. <laughs> you know, my my poor ass was actually Googling places in Bora Bora, like wondering if I would ever actually make it to Bora Bora. I was Googling the cost of a Four Seasons resort. Well, yeah, right? Share how I much? Know. How much is it? Yeah. You know what, though? I couldn't find it on the website, and that was annoying. You want to know why? Because it makes you, you have to, If you have to call for the price. If you have to call, it's really expensive. You can't afford it, it baby. to what you yeah. want. You can't. And they you only could reserve. <laughs> they only take uh, Black American Express cards, the ones with no limit. Yeah. <laughs> so they can charge whatever they want. I'm about to Google. That is accurate. I'm about to find it. I'm going to cough. Everyone, cover your ears. <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to cough with you, too, now. Everyone get it out, Sam. What do you got? 
Find a key, Jesus. everyone. Find a key. Do not me a Who's that? Who did we make bark? Who heard? Who heard Rosanne or Stephanie singing? Yeah. That was me singing. And that was, was Charlie, that Charlie barking. Yes, apparently yeah. someone's here. Oh, you're okay. a vicious guard dog. She really is, y'all. Yesterday, so I liked I like to have her outside whenever um, I'm just like deadheading my plants and running my plants and stuff. And yesterday, some poor girl comes running by, and Charlie like runs at her like she's about to like attack her. The poor little girl, she had headphones and she didn't even see her coming. And she did that the other day to a guy. Like she can't be trusted. She's so annoying. Wait, she did what to a guy? Like we have a lot of walkers and runners around in the neighborhood, and like they walk, and you know our house is right here on the corner, so everyone walks by your house. And anytime someone comes by, she like charges at them, like barking, running, like you know, Good. aggressive looking. She's Good. never bit anybody, but she acts like it. Like, why is she so psycho? Good. I can assure you, my dogs would eat the shit out of somebody who came running by my house if I was. That's what they have. They have. Oh yeah, they, they, they have, have chased a them? runner down and bit him in the ass. Yeah, I told her to stop. To and sometimes, so. oh wow. Yeah, that's a real story. <laughs> yeah, don't run by my house. My dogs will literally eat you alive, and I want them to because when my kids are here by themselves, I that's their freaking job. So don't mm. come to my house unexpected. I mean, I know it's like a fine line. You want your dog to be protective, but like, mm-hmm. I want her to be able to like be normal. Like I even have the shock collar on outside and Terrence, will, I, someone will walk by, I'll see them coming. So I like hold her collar and Terrence is like, let her go, like, let her go. She needs to learn. And so there's been times when she has still not cared and just darted off and gone to them. And I'm he's sitting there shocking her. She's not giving a shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so I have to take her inside, beat her ass. She still doesn't give a shit because she still does it. Yeah. Anyway, mm. that's Charlie. Um, I don't. I don't know. I think. Um, I think especially living in a neighborhood, you want your dog to have a level of aggression. I do. Yeah. I do. I just do. No, you I'm do. But you have it. to. You need to be able to call them off too. And I think that's what Rosie's saying is that she just can't. So maybe. Get, yeah. Well, I, maybe maybe it. she just needs to stay on a lead line while you're out in your front yard. But like, mm-hmm. I like the idea of your dog being so aggressive. People are afraid to run by your house. I like that. I well, I'm waiting to be on turned. next door. Like, hey, <laughs> what's up with this house with some people with their dog? <laughs> the violent doodle. Yeah, I was gonna say let's let's put in perspective where Rosanne lives at. It's a very like it's a neighborhood, you know. So it's not like a <clears throat> random. Excuse me. There it is. Get it out. Sorry, guys, I didn't get it out earlier. Obviously. <laughs> excuse me. I'm just going through puberty. Um, but. <laughs> But uh, but no, Rosie lives in a neighborhood and like houses and she's right and literally the corner there's a sidewalk in front of her house like it welcomes people to walk so like, there has to be you it's know true. It's true. well I it's hate like, neighborhoods so I, I think they're all stupid but anyways no I, I agree I don't know I like the idea of Tristan having a dog who barks really loud and it makes people think twice about coming in yeah I like oh, it that's for sure she for yeah. sure barks like an aggressive pit bull yeah, all right yeah. well it's time to move out of the neighborhood so your dog can do what it's supposed to do. Okay, well, I am not ready to build a half a million dollar home, but when I am ready, I'll let you know. Because I'm That's not next selling next. for less. That's absolutely. Why there's no in between? Absolutely. Because I already know what I'm going to want. Like, I'm not moving again. Like, when I move again, this I is know. it for the rest of my life. Like, I know exactly what I want and I know it's going to be expensive and I'm not settling for less. Like, we'll stay here till I die if I have to, for fuck's sake. Honestly, <laughs> not same. really. Because I, I want a pool. <laughs> I told Greg, I need to hear a creak when I'm sitting on my porch. Whatever it takes, I don't care. I need to be able to hear water while I'm sitting on my porch. 
Did he get goes you a little to fountain yet? Yeah, goes yeah, right. to Amazon and orders a fountain. <laughs> Let me hold this bitch off. Of course, sound machine in the back corner. <laughs> Small ass, 20 acres, 20 acres of it's grassy pasture. Running through a babbling brook. Right, babbling brook, surrounded by woods and no one else. Maybe a nature preserve. I'm not asking for much. A little little bridge to cross the, the river. Maybe a sandy bank, you know. Maybe there's a waterfall at the end. Wow. Wow. Maybe there's river otters. Maybe there's river otters that live in it. Um, speaking okay. of river otters, well, not river otters, <clears throat> but large animals. So Brett did not take a picture. <laughs> I know, sorry. Brett did not take a picture, so there's no real proof. But he said that he saw a turtle the size of a five-gallon bucket. So think about how big that shell was Ooh. around. Walking to our creek. Yeah, well, actually, it was walking towards our house, so he turned it around and sent it back towards the creek. But uh, which I'm like, man, nice. you don't know where it was going. So like, did you send it on the wrong course? I, but I know. didn't take a picture. That's real. I found one of those on Jenkins Road. Do you guys remember? That's it. My mom and dad's house. Yes. And I took yep. it to school and I showed everyone and it was huge. Oh, um, they didn't it send was you a giant home? snapping turtle. It was huge. It was massive. <laughs> and I have a picture. It, he's he was like, yeah, he was big dude. Mm-hmm. I found They're him big. on Jenkins Road. He was big. Yeah, I like it. Ran outside to go look at it and it was gone. I'm like, what the fuck? Did it run? How like, fast was it? <laughs> Well, it might have been like 20 minutes, but even still, like it was hoofing it. <laughs> I was out there in my robe, like, where the hell is this thing? <laughs> I love your little creek. I need to bring Bo to play in it. I need oh, to bring yeah. him to play in that creek. It is yeah. It is a good it's playing a good, creek. Yeah. It's a good playing creek. He would love it. Mm-hmm. The pictures of Heaven and her friend. Um, oh, my God. So cute. Hey, I took those guys. Just those FYI. So she was like, oh. she was her clicking. And I'm like, is that your just creek? let me click. That was your yeah, creek? Yeah, that's our creek. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I showed all, no interest in what creek it was. Oh, no. But that was a great picture of her on the, the swing, wasn't it? That was yes. my creation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Those are good. It was. Yeah, mm-hmm. real yeah. good. Those cool. are really cowboy pretty. Boots and all. Very yes. cute. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, she was like, nice cowboy job. boots. I'm like, yes, put them on, damn it. It reminded me of Stephanie when she got her graduation pictures. I agree. It was, very, it was a very Stephanie outfit. 100%. It was. Yes. You mean my, my graduation, dark hair? Yeah. My, my graduation, graduation pictures, pictures. Yeah. where I was bareback in a dress on a horse. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Where was mom? Was Were you wearing underwear? She was there taking pictures. She was oh. there. Yeah. Lean back on the horse. No, Greg ended up taking that picture and like putting it in his oh. truck. Where I'm like, I'm like stepping up into the saddle in my dress, and it's just like ass. You know, I'm like, who took? Who let me take these? These are my. I made was, pictures. It was a lot of ass in that picture. Yeah, yeah. That thing faded out in his truck. He still has it in there. Aw, <laughs> he does. Cute, Greg. Mm-hmm. I want to hate him, but I can't sometimes. You can't. You especially can't hate him right now. Mm-mm. I know. Do we want to talk about it? No. Do we want to do this? Okay. To him? Yeah. Okay. I will. Cheers to Jake, my beloved dog, who passed away this weekend. Yeah. We Jake love the you, great. Jake. Cheers to Jake. My shingles are acting up. <laughs> That's why I was asking, are you having hives? Uh-oh. No, you it's just- You should limit um, your stress. Okay, well. <laughs> well, you know what? I will say when you started getting your shingles, when you started talking about being anxious. Yep. They started getting red in your face. Oh, sorry. I'm also, I've, I'm drinking wine. And every time I first drink wine, I get super flushed. It doesn't really help my oh. shingles rash. That's called the Asian flush. That's a true thing. It's also, I think, you mean you're up. allergic to alcohol, or that you are allergic to the wine. 
specifically. Guess what I'm not going to stop doing. Right? (laughs) I know. I flush. My chest gets real red and I'm like, "Mm, pour another glass. (laughs) Stephanie is viciously typing. What the hell is she doing? What are are you doing? All right. It's in the chat if you're curious. I am. Where the fuck is the chat? There it is. Fuck. Stop moving. Stop moving, David. Who? Who? You, Roseanne. You. What have I done I to, now? I have to edit out every chair squeak and everything about you is so loud. <laughs> All right, y'all. Episode four. We are covering No Exit by Taylor Adams. A kidnapped little girl locked in a stranger's van. No help for Miles. What would you do? On her way to Utah to see her dying mother, college student Darby Thorne gets caught in a blizzard in the mountains of Colorado. With the roads impassable, she's forced to wait out the storm in a remote highway rest stop. Inside are four complete strangers. Desperate to find a signal to call home, Darby goes back out into the storm and makes a horrifying discovery. In the back of the van parked next to her car, a little girl is locked in an animal crate. Who is the child? Why has she been taken? And how can Darby save her? There's no cell reception, no phones, and one of her fellow travelers is a kidnapper. But which one? Trapped in an increasingly dangerous situation with a child's life and her own on the line, Darby must find a way to break the girl out of the van. But who can she trust? In other words, this is a thriller about four strangers, a blizzard, a kidnapped child, and a determined young woman desperate to unmask and outwit a vicious psychopath. In layman's terms. Thank you. Stephanie. That's pretty much it. Yeah, thanks. So this is my, excuse me, this is my first book I've ever read by him. Is this the first for everyone else? Yes. Yeah. Thank um, you. yeah. yeah. Has he written other books? Do we even know? <laughs> he yes. has. He has three. <laughs> he and, has three. And he also. He, he is a he. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that makes sense in a minute when we talk about the characters. It doesn't make sense right now because no one knows it. <laughs> um, yes. Taylor is a man. And Taylor wrote three books. Um, I don't know what they are. I just know that he wrote three books. Um, He uh, um, also produced a movie when he was in college, which is kind of commendable. The other only other tidbits I found about him, because there's not a whole lot. Um, He lives in Washington State. He has a baby. I thought he had a chihuahua, but clearly it's not. It's a yellow lab or golden retriever. I thought it was a golden retriever. I thought it was a yellow lab. It looks like a lab. Trevers have long hair. Taylor, no. Yeah, Taylor. Can you let us know what kind of dog you have? We're all very curious. And one of the articles mentioned that he had a python. So I also want to know what kind of snake did you have legitimately? Perhaps a picture would be cool. Um, We also had a snake. Does anyone remember our our borrowed python that dad brought home in a paper sack one day? How could we forget? Yeah. Oh, Rosie. 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 Name was Rosie. A little moment of silence. We, she died, unfortunately. Does by yeah. eating Stephanie's. Uh, I know. Hamster. We all know why. That's the sick who hamster. Wants- <laughs> who wants to go First down that all, road? I think that was the hamster that also ate I think the other it ate, <laughs> it ate the other hamster. So it was she was not well. right. So so mine was a cannibalistic lesbian hamster. Yeah. Hmm. If you know what I mean. <clears throat> she went a little hard in the paint, you know? 
So Quentin, so Quentin, in a fit of rage that my hamster cannibalized his, mm-hmm. <laughs> took my hamster, went into this, <laughs> went, into, <laughs> went into his room, locked me out with Samantha, with Samantha, and they we, fed. So really, what we were doing, actually, we we fed the one that's feet were eaten off. To the snake. We were actually, let me just, let me, let me retell this story, Stephanie. Okay. So oh my what, God. What really happened is that her crazy hamster not only ate the vagina of the other one, but ate its feet. There was nothing but bone left on this little poor <laughs> hamster's feet. It was horrible. It was so sad. It was so it was horrible. So sad. We were all like, why is it eat? Yeah, it was weird. So we, yes, we did take the naughty hamster <laughs> into the snake room and it may have let nature take its course. But, but unfortunately, what happened was, we didn't know this, but if you do look it up, it is a true thing. Hamsters don't actually just die that way. I'm pretty sure it tried to claw its way out of the of the snake, and therefore we killed the snake by feeding it the hamster. We did not know this at the time we were young, but I Googled it later. In fact, Google it now if you want to. Oh, wow. It's I'm curious. Oh. Um, this is getting I, worse and worse. All I remember <laughs> was banging. I was banging on the door and like begging and crying, do you guys not feed my hamster to the snake? That's what I remember as a child. That's what I remember from the event. I don't remember the One feed. of the other reasons we said it was because we were poor. And, and we the snake no! wanted the meal. <laughs> that is not why. It, it was part of the reason. We're it not was, gonna, it was hungry. It was time to feed the it snake. It was very hungry. And we yeah. that we couldn't get any more mice. We just didn't have the money. And so we, we were like, let's just... And so it ate, it ate it very quickly, actually. It was very <laughs> You know, um, I recently saw a meme that said, I feel like everyone who has a hamster yes. has a traumatic story with it. And this is so fucking traumatic. I had to mute my mic a second ago because I couldn't <laughs> stop... The sounds coming out of my body from this fucking story. Oh <laughs> uh, wait, what? Didn't someone fuck? also use a? Uh, hold up, this is also. <laughs> Tell me now and edit it out later. <laughs> Tell me now. What? There was a certain person. I won't say names. That decided this hamster could be do like everything with us. You know, like all kinds of fun things. Oh like yeah. Yard. Like play video games with a ride my bike hand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and go down a slip and slide. <laughs> Or that's what I thought his legs broke. From the that's what I thought happened. I didn't know the other one ate ate the legs off. I thought they this were broken. No, this is a different story. It, oh my god, the legs are broken. It, it did get its legs broken. Oh my god, <laughs> that's true. Oh my god, it, it was bad. Playing Nintendo on a little. <laughs> it couldn't wow. exercise anymore. <laughs> oh my god. god. Damn it. <laughs> Wow. All right, and so then Taylor. there were these turtles. <laughs> no, 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 turtles off limits, <laughs> off limits. Oh God, the turtles. I forgot no, no, them. it's off limits. No, the turtles okay, off limits. One of my, one of my, one of my deepest tragedies. No, we're moving okay. on. Okay. So Taylor, let us know. Do you feed your <laughs> python weird things have you ever tried to feed it a hamster or are you normal and just feed it mice from the pet store We'd like to or or do you feed it period apparently do you have a python that's i mean that hey, means, and, is there and, such thing as like a, a vegetarian mice python can they eat veggies no 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 oh okay <laughs> it's a snake and if he has a um, chihuahua uh, one question why that would be mine <laughs> okay honestly um 
The other thing, um, I saw a couple of pictures of him. Taylor, you're kind of cute. A little nerdy. Cute. Kind of mm-hmm. what I pictured one of the characters to look like. So that's Same. nice. That's nice. Um, and yeah, that's it. That's all I literally could find about him. Nothing else. Taylor, if you feel like sharing some other tidbits, we'd like to hear about it. Yeah, like what kind of what kind of books do you like to read? Who's your favorite authors? Like, I felt like I couldn't find too much at all about him. And I kind of like to know a little bit of background. So, um, yeah. That could be intentional. Does anyone I mean, yeah, actually like remember when this book was... Private. When this book was published? Yeah, a fucking long time ago. <laughs> Is it an older book? The book? Don't you I'm about to it? look. It's in the front. <clears throat> look at it. Hold on, give me one second and I'll tell you. 2017. We are yeah, because there was a comment made in the book that made me wonder when it was, but now I can't remember what the comment was. It was something about the way they described something, and now I'm like, what was it? But it was, was it, it made me think about iPhone when. charger? No. Or the fact that no one had an iPhone? Yeah. It'll come to me. It'll come to me. I don't remember now. The fact that no one had a charger that like that <laughs> that won't happen in 2023. You can buy it. You can, there would be a charger at a rest stop in every 2023. gas station, every rest stop, everywhere. Yeah. Um. Actually, so I go to rest stops and they're not there. So you're wrong. Are you serious? <laughs> they don't have chargers uh, at rest stops. No. Uh, someone will steal that bitch. What do you mean? For sure. I thought they had those like special things. Oh. Okay, I live right near Florida, and so, like, all of those do, because Florida's just awesome, I guess, but they have, like, those special little stands where they have all the different plugs, and you just go up and use whichever plug works for your device. Oh, well, they have plugs, but I'm talking about an actual, like, charger. No, no, no. It's a whole charging device thing, like you see at the airport or whatever, and they have all the different types of cords that you might use for something to charge, and you just, it's like a charging station. Oh. Real quick, I'm hearing something. What's the sound? A humming sound. My fan? Are you finally hearing oh, Vanessa's no. fan? I'm, I'm hearing it too, but I thought that was not me. Is it my lawnmower outside? Yes. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we do have lives, guys. I mean, hang on, wait. Like, is it that bad? Because, like, I'm not about to stop, like, someone mowing no. four acres to be like, no, I'm recording a I mean, I think we just let it ride. It is, it's our lives. You know, it is what it is. Um, Real quick, I'm just I'm right. texting a Chipotle order, and then I'm going to hop back into life. So carry on. We're all getting Mexican. Yeah. You guys are eating. You know what I had for dinner? Listen up. Right. Bologna and cheese roll up Ew. with no bread. You just roll it up and eat it. Ew. But only bologna? bologna. It's all beef. It's all beef. Shut right? up. You're sick. It's not real beef. I mean, it's beef from one animal, at least. It's, it's like eating a dog, right? At least it's one I- animal. Wrong. You know they just put labels on packages, right? They just label it. Well, I'm full, so I'm good. <laughs> byproducts be byproducts. <laughs> that MSG man got me full. American cheese, eh? Hmm. No, it was pepper jack cheese, and it was Sargento, Roseanne. I have like ever since you scolded me at the store one time about buying like not Sargento cheese, I have never not bought Sargento cheese. Wow. Except for um, I do buy white American boar's head, which is delish. I do buy Kroger brand, but um, oh, oh my god, god. Oh my god, <laughs> so, that, that came out of story. Did snort, you guys hear that? Did everyone hear that? Are you trash? Rewind. What no, trash? No, because it's not great value brand. That is pure trash. Store I'm sorry. Brand? If you have a great value brand in your house, I'm probably not going to eat anything you're making. Oh no. <laughs> 
thing there, Rizanne. Oh no, you you're not gonna eat my food. Great value. <laughs> Where's what is great value from, Stephanie? Walmart. Walmart. Okay, just checking. <laughs> Quick test. <laughs> hey, I've Everyone been shopping knows. there. Listen, I don't just shop at Dollar General, okay? I do go to Walmart. <laughs> and all is that where Clancy Actually, comes from? Is that Dollar General or is that Aldi? Clancy. That's what that's Aldi, right? It's Aldi. Oh, uh, Clover. It's Cl- I was going to say Clo- Clover. Clover Valley. Clover Valley. Clover Valley. <laughs> I've got lots of seasonings in my cabinet. For some reason, I get seasonings from Dollar General. <laughs> I said, I was like, I, I labeled them recently. I like organized them. And I was like, oh, I'll put the Clover ones together. <laughs> So I know not to use them. Yeah. <laughs> Last resort. They are in the shelf. back. I put them in the back. <laughs> they're the they're the act. They're the ones where you're like, oh shit, I don't have anything. Wait, Clover Valley. Clover. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you got to use like three times as much to get the same same flavor. I don't know. Are seasonings really like really? Are they really different? I haven't yeah. noticed a difference. Mm-mm. So we should get back to the book. (laughs) So about the characters. (laughs) Do you guys want me to hop right into the characters? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Awesome. So I'm going to go over the the main characters. And as was mentioned in the summary of the book, there's four main characters. Is that right? I feel like we're missing one. Is it not five? Okay, so it's five five people. Four strangers, but Darby. Okay, anyways, there's five. Let's let's get our math right. Um, But we're going to start with Darby. So she's... Oh, shit. <laughs> That's right. That's our death right. There's six. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let me get my whiteboard out, guys. <laughs> All right. So um, starting with Darby, she is the main character, um, also the heroine of the story, as you guys will find out if you've read it. Um, petite redhead. Did I get the right? She was a redhead, right? I feel like we have a theme with books. A lot of redheads. All right. Petite redhead. Um, sophomore at CU Boulder in Colorado, which, by the way, is a real place. I don't know if you guys looked it up. Um, she's also an art major, which I have been watching a hell of a lot of Bob Ross. So I really think that me and her would get along really good. Yes. Sure. Um, yeah. She, <laughs> what she gave is, it away? <laughs> she is estranged from her family or at least her mom, um, which on her way to the hospital or on, sorry, on her way to visit her mom, who's diagnosed with st- late stage four cancer, um, is when she gets stranded at the, the rest stop. We've got Ed, um, who Darby meets pretty quickly when she arrives at the rest stop. He's a retired veterinarian. Um, he's an alcoholic. And does he have a bad gambling problem, or was that the movie? That's the movie. All right. Whoever wrote that was wrong. Vanessa. Not me. <laughs> Not me. All right. I did um, accountability. Yes. No. I was like, wait. I was like, no. He's he, But he is a veterinarian. He's an alcoholic. Um, we have Sandy, who is Ed's cousin. Um, she's a frumpy, um, sad, older woman. I don't know where we got the sad part from. But, That's what um, it is. She's also she missing her front it. tooth. Did you guys catch that? She's missing her front tooth. That sad, might be why she's sad. Why she's <laughs> sad. <laughs> Jesus. Let's she also loved to read. She loved to read. I will she did say love that. to read. So and a little bit of a kindred okay. spirit there. Yeah, no, definitely love to read. And um, she was always getting on to Ed for, uh, which go figure, for cursing. And she had a, what, a, a Bible verse, I think, on mm-hmm. her phone or something like that. So go on figure that she's, she curse. loves Jesus, but she also, yeah. you know. We're not there. A great person. Yes. Oh, sorry. I, hey, we can, spoilers. Uh, Ashley, getting into Ashley. So he is, uh, he's, he's around uh, Darby's age. So what? Tw- uh, go ahead, Ned. It's a man. Ashley's a man. <laughs> 
Like Taylor? <laughs> wait, wait for it. Yes. <laughs> Ashley Ash. Um, he's about Darby's age. So what Darby, what she say? She was like 20, 21. So to put in perspective, about 2021, 20, he's, um, Charismatic. He's got a nice white smile, um, tall, broad shoulders. She um, likens him to a frat boy um, is what she she kind of likens him to. Wearing a North Face jacket. Um, he does not like being made fun of, as we'll see throughout the book. Um, he sees himself as kind of above all others. He's he's kind of a narcissist, honestly, when you when you get into it. We've got Lars, who is, um, can I spoil? Yes. yes. Lars, who is Ashley's brother, um, which dun dun dun, you'll find out pretty soon into the book. Um, he has a creepy mouth breather. He's tall, um, uh, weasel-like with peach fuzz. He's got an overbite, so just imagine this. Like he's just—you <laughs> can just imagine what he looks like. Exactly, Stephanie. <laughs> In fact, uh, Darby calls him rodent face throughout the book. Um, he also wears a Deadpool beanie, which I thought was a band, and that's a movie. So you guys, that's a movie. Whoa! Guy. Thank you. <laughs> just now realized that. I was like, I was like, Deadpool. I was like, I love that song, Bodies Hit the Floor. <laughs> I had to correct her. He, Wrong. She did. <laughs> I love that, Sam. <laughs> um, Jaybird. So Jaybird is the horrifying discovery. If you guys remember in the beginning, she is the, the kidnapped um, kid that she finds in the van. Um, Seven-year-old, so she's young, brown hair. She's small. Um, twist that you find out about her is she has an adrenal disorder. So the whole time, um, she's, she's in need of shots so that she can stay alive. Um, she also comes with a wealthy family, which plays into why she was kidnapped in the first place. And then the last character we'll dig into is uncle Kenny, who doesn't play many parts in it, but kind of ends, I say begins and ends the story. He plays parts and really those parts. Um, but uncle Kenny, he's a sick fat bastard who Ashley and Lars would stay with during the summer. Um, Uncle Kenny, he ran a sex ring for truckers, which is where Lars and Ashley were actually taking Jaybird. Spoiler. <laughs> and, and by well, no, and by sex ring, we mean he locked girls in a cellar basement and let truckers come there and do whatever they wanted to her and then would kill them when time was up. Bring in fresh meat. In the book, too, they talk about how the reason they went after her was because they can get more money for her, right? Was because she was she was more expensive, um, which is also sick as fuck. A seven-year-old white girl? Mm-hmm. So disturbing. All right, to give away some of the twists and endings, let's talk about... Do we want to do our theories first before we jump into what they were? Rosie, did you I didn't have... have I didn't have too many theories, No. No. As usual, <laughs> I uh, I did so I did so they they put on that Lars is is mm-hmm. involved in the bat and they make him sound like a creep. Honestly, it's like hard not to think he is a weirdo. Mm-hmm. Um, but what led me on to it? Can I say what led me on to Ashley was when and this is I guess the way Taylor writes was he made a comment about it's always the nice guy who's the bad guy or something like that. And I immediately was like, oh okay, yeah, like there's going to be something mm-hmm. there. Um, so I kind of thought that there was something to it, but did I think they were in on it? No, like I didn't have, I didn't have that big of a theory. So I thought Ashley was involved somewhere. I thought he was a bad guy. Can I share why I didn't have any theories? Mm -hmm. Because Roseanne, you posted a picture on our Instagram story of you reading this book and the blurb of the book was, so Ashley is in on the kidnapping is like the first sentence in the (laughs) book. Yes. Oops. Yes. Yes. Taylor Roseanne proofread. I know. Oops. 
lesson to us all. Yeah, we can't post pictures of the dang book, man. Well, I just want to say too, Stephanie, you zoomed in for that. Like, yeah, of you course committed I to reading no. it. <laughs> no, I do. Anytime anyone posts like themselves taking it, like reading a book, I stop and I read what they're. Cause I want to see what they're reading, and I and so my I just I read so fast it just happened that I was like damn it so when i started reading the book and they introduced ashley i was like okay so ashley's in on it and then but i didn't know they were brothers um but i didn't form any theories because it also wasn't the type of book really that i felt like you would form theories everything happened i mean in chapter like one the girl's in a crate so you're like okay right out of the bat you know it's like three which, or four yeah oh was it oh it, it was chapter two on audible and i thought it was chapter oh, one in the yeah. regular book yeah oh. um yeah, I mean, everything just kind of kicks off, like, you know, immediately. So I didn't really form theories. It was just more of you're along for the ride, in my opinion. Yeah. I immediately thought everyone did it. Everyone. <laughs> everyone. Everyone. Everyone was in on it. Except for the one girl. I assumed everyone was in on it, and she was about to battle every single person in that room. That's what I thought. You weren't wrong. She's not far from the answer. <laughs> yeah. You weren't wrong. Mm-hmm. Should we go through the twist? Yeah, let's do it. What actually happened? Dun, 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 dun. Well, we covered there's a kid in the crate right off the bat. Um, <laughs> Which Darby is goes outside. Yeah, Darby goes outside. She's trying to get a cell service. And she walks across the creeper van and sees a little um, fingers wrapped around the cage. And she thinks she's like imagining at first. And then she kind of goes back and does the girl put her face out? Is that what she does? She puts her face out? Eventually. She, no, she eventually, only saw the okay. hands. Yeah. Okay. First round was just the, the fingers doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Here we are. She with does go ETM. back out. <laughs> yeah. She does. She does go back out and like pretends to take like a, a hot chocolate. Like the little girl's going to want some hot chocolate. Cause she already thinks that there's a real person. So she's starting to think that it's not real and then goes back out and uses the camera to put in. And as soon as she puts it in, she sees the girl duct taped and laying in a dog crate yeah in the back of this disgusting van and then at some point she goes back out into the van um i can't remember which uh part in her uh great mind of escapes she was trying to do this point she goes in and um she's hiding under a blanket and lars comes out to the van and he mm-hmm. just starts like shitting it up in there just farting letting him rip and he's like he's like i warmed it up for you jaybird and he does it like repeatedly to the poor little girl out there so imagine also trying to like muffle your laughs from this like sicko you're like is this guy serious (laughs) this kid is like shitting it in the van for the kid you're like i'm gonna take him out easily (laughs) he's like enjoy that cheek rumbler Which you know, you know how I know a man wrote this book. Thank you. Oh, Thank you, you know what? That makes sense now. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> it was a loud trumpet of a fart, is how he described it. First, he said fart. He didn't say flatulence. He didn't say you know, like it was fart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Lars was in on it, farting up in the van. So so before Darby, when Darby goes out to the van, she knows Lars is already in on it. She already knows. Um, that was her. She, yeah. 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 She basically um, figured out by who was in what vehicle, blah, blah, blah. She assumed that Ashley was in the dumpster because it wasn't a vehicle at all. It was a fucking dumpster the whole time, which like that was anyways. Anyways. That's a, yeah. that's a plot hole. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to because I don't even know what y'all are talking about. So I can't wait for the plot hole. <laughs> and I've listened to it twice, at least the beginning twice. So was it you okay. running through the audible, making it so I yeah. couldn't re-listen? 
Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Just click undo when it asks if you want to catch up on the last thing. Just say we're undo. Gonna get, we're going to get caught one day, but all of these bitches use my Audible. Just They won't even get their own. They use mine, and then they interfere with my listening by making me have to undo, undo, because they change it back to where they are, and it's not. Anyway. And I always know no. someone else is listening. I'm like, fuck, undo, undo, undo. Yeah. Like before. If you don't do it fast <laughs> enough, you got to remember what fucking chapter was I on. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so girls in a crate, Lars put her in there. He's in the van. He likes to fart and warm it up for her and be disgusting. <laughs> but um, he's warming up at the heat. I just feel like he he's is, turning he, the van on. He is on going people. out there. He, I, I do. Okay. So one thing I want to say about Lars is it's clear he's not the mastermind because at one point he goes, oh shit, I was going to bring snacks. And he like movie. leaves. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that was a movie. Yeah. Lars was not Lars Lars was not nice to Jaybird. He never brought her anything except for farts in a van. Let me just be clear. <laughs> Lars was not nice to Jaybird. All he did was rip ass out there and turn the heat on. That was it. He never brought her food, never brought her drinks. No one ever took her duct tape off like in the book she was only tied up. She didn't have anything on her mouth, but it, no in the movie, but in the book she had electric tape around her mouth. That bitch wasn't breathing. Duct she was tape. vomiting. She, anyways, that's it. No one, no one was nice to her. Nobody was nice right. to her. Not so, nice, but I guess what she's saying about Lars is that Lars wasn't, he wasn't the mastermind. So just just say he wasn't the mastermind because he wasn't. Not the he was mastermind. Dumb. So that means who really was? Who's the follower? Zan? Who's the mastermind Correct. of this creepy bad plot twist? We've got girl in a crate. Lars is, the ba- is so far the only bad guy, but in reality, she made a blunder and found out who actually was the bad guy, which was... That would be Ashley because Jaybird says something along the lines of when they took me and Mm -hmm. that's instantly when Darby's like, oh shit, who's they? And she happens to look outside and sees them talking to each other. And she's like, fuck, I just sat here and spilled my entire, you know, kill plan to the guy who's in on it. So that was Mm -hmm. a nice little twist there. She does. She tries to con Ashley into helping her, like, go after Lars because he seems to be the only other able-bodied person in the rest area. And he gets her to go, he, she gets him to go into the bathroom and tries to, like, tell him all these horrible things that are happening to the girl and convince him to do it. And they decide to get, like, like a rock or a, a piece of the countertop or whatever it was in a sock and they're going to make a, a weapon to beat him and knock him out. Rocks um, with socks or socks yeah. and rocks. Rock and a sock. Yeah. Rock and a sock. sock. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And he, mm-hmm. he played along with it. Like, yeah, you're right. Let's do it. Let's, let's go in. Let's get this guy. And so she walks out to do the first part of the, of the plot or whatever it was to kill him. And instead she's sitting out there and realizes he's not coming and looks out the window and they are both just like, spinning their rock sock thingy and like playing with their gun like oh yeah let's go get this bitch and that's when she realizes Mm -hmm. oh shit this is not what i thought it was well and that's a a part that i probably left out of the description for ashley he's also a very like skilled liar that's what he does like every word out of his mouth is basically a lie so for Ashley, she doesn't, or not Ashley, for Darby, she doesn't know that Ashley, see, it's a girl's name. She doesn't know that <laughs> Ashley and Lars are, are, brother, are brothers. Um, so in her mind, you know, in fact, that's the way they, they make it seem is that they're not brothers. They have this special word they say that says, hey, act like you're not brothers. Um, and so Lars is just this creepy weirdo guy. And then she sees Ashley as his charismatic guy. He, he seems legit. He, he talks about being a magician and that he's on his way to go visit his dad or uncle or something to do a magic show. So he portrays himself as like this, you know, innocent, like dork, honestly, like doing magic. Um, so she's like, yes, like that's who I'm going to go to. Like, I can't go to Sandy. She's old. Ed, he's an alcoholic. Like I can't go to him. So like, 
it was Ashley was her only go-to um, when she did go to him and, and, and think that he was, he was going to help her. Um, but to, to Vanessa's point, he, he played her big time, um, you know, all the way to the point where she walked outside thinking he was going to, you know, help her with the, the rock and the sock. And then, uh, and that's when she realizes that, that them two are in on it and shit's on. And she's screwed. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. There's another twist. Cause it's not just Ashley and Lars. Yes, and this is more towards the end that we find out that Sandy is also involved in it. She, in the book, was her bus driver. And um, Sandy, how do, I don't remember exactly how she even got hooked up with Lars and Ashley. Did they even say that? I think they is said that a plot it was hole? on the internet. On the internet. It was on the internet. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay, like so. Craigslist um, or something creepy. Okay. So that's um, right. Craigslist real fast. That's what made me think this book was old is whenever the guy said, <laughs> yeah, the guy was like, yeah, this, this is how I get things done. It's through Craigslist. I'm like, that's old as fuck. Oh what yeah. Yeah. She, she was like, uh, she's like, did you pawn your, your iPod? Yeah, oh, he's, like, right. he's like, you don't use pawn. We use Craigslist. Not like, exactly. Okay, no, we don't. <laughs> Not <laughs> anymore. Sorry. <laughs> Not unless you want to die, but okay. Yeah. Or Another get banged in the ass. Another clue. <laughs> Or just some really uh, fetishy Wait, thing. real fast. Did you just hear what Roseanne said? Yeah, I sure did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Isn't it? Oh, that's back page. <laughs> Edit. Sandy was in on it. So she was Jaybird's bus driver. And she ended up being the one who um, let the guys come into the house and take her somehow. Feel like I'm getting okay. it mixed up with the movie. You're in the movie. No. Jaybird does over. Part, yeah, Jaybird talks about how she got taken and that she was charging her Wii remote control, whatever it was, her little video game thing. She was charging her controllers. She hears a bang on the door. She goes down and she, there's a lock on the door. So, because like her parents aren't home, and there's a like a, it's not a deadbolt. It's whatever those chain lock things. Are. Really old school. First of all, if you're into this, well, and they're wealthy money, too. So why like, the what kind of fuck shit is, is that, that your chain lock? Come on, come on, right? They should have a ring doorbell at least. Anyway, um, it's so 2017. Oh, they're not invented yet. They they had video camera systems. If you're rich, I'm sorry, but they do. Um, anyway, so she hears a bang on the door. She goes and opens the door, which is another thing you should teach your seven year old not to open the door to anyone ever if they're home alone. Like. Didn't they have those classes back in the day where, what is, say no to strangers or whatever that, anyway. Um, she opens the door and he's like, hey, let me in. She says, no, I'm not going to let you in. And he tries all these different ways to do it. And anyway, the other one had already snuck into the house. Ashley did. He was inside the house already at that point. And that was when she got kidnapped. Is that right? I don't remember that at all. Not one Vanessa, single detail. Vanessa, yes. no. Vanessa, hold I, on. She she walks into the room and her housekeeper is standing there at the sink. And they're already the in the movie. House. That's the movie. No. No. This is the housekeeper, the Jaybird's like she's like, Jaybird, they're here for you. Run. That's in the book. I remember that. Yeah. Vanessa, yeah. I don't know then, what you're talking about. She opened the door. She walked she just walked into a into the kitchen to get a glass of water, and the housekeeper was standing at the sink, and the two guys were in there with Halloween masks on. I can't remember That's what the what masks were, but they had two Halloween masks and they were standing there. She goes, Jaybird, run. Like, they're coming for you. They're here for you. Run. And she didn't run. And they grabbed her and took her. That was it. I just listened to it. And then, so why did they, why was Sandy telling her to run if she was in on it? Then what was that about? It wasn't Sandy. Sandy's the bus driver. 
Sandy was the bu- Sandy was okay. Fuck. We are not allowed to watch the movie and read the book at the same time. Never <laughs> again. I just listened to it though. Okay. And she was talking about how she was charging it, and she said that the one that she realized was Lars was at the door trying to get her to come in. And she said no a lot of times, and when she closed the door, she realized the other one was sitting at the counter. Now the other person might have just been let her and have said, it. Run, Stephanie. they're here for you. But I just listened to it. We can take it out. I don't care. It's irrelevant. But. I'm genuinely curious how we all have a different understanding of how Jaybird got taken. Sam, what do you remember? Chapter uh, 11. Don't have, I knew you were going to ask me. The answer is I don't. So I, I remember the movie because I just watched the movie. But now that I'm trying to think about the book part, I feel like that was like a, not a very like big part of the book, honestly, how she got kidnapped. So I it don't wasn't remember big. that being. Yeah, yeah it, it wasn't. It was, cas- it was casual. It didn't stick but... out to me. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, I don't remember. So we'll have to look. We'll have to see afterwards. How did Jaybird, if we even care to look this up, how did Jaybird actually get kidnapped? How'd she get taken out of the house? I remember your version, Stephanie. I don't remember Vanessa's at all. But I probably could have zoned out because I was like so tired of imagining everything. <laughs> wow, Roseanne. It was really you early en- on. Roseanne, do you enjoy reading? <laughs> yeah, can we? Maybe this is not I do. the right thing we should I just had to imagine everything in this book and I was like, God, now what else am I having to imagine? Like, oh, Honestly, so that was my favorite part about this book was that it was it was like I didn't have to like think about like kids getting, uh, you know, neglected by their mother. I could, oh, you know, I'll take that every day over this. I mean, shit, this was like, what, over six to eight hours of, of time? Exactly. Like, it was all, it was, everything happened very quickly. There wasn't Ooh, time no. to be, you know, yeah, there wasn't time to be like sad and mournful. There was so much action packed into this. It was, you know. Quick. So everyone knows when I when Stephanie came on the vacation, she was like, "Okay, I have to read this book. I haven't read it yet." And she brings the paperback book. She read it in one full setting, like in in like an two. hour, like a day. Okay, two days. And I mean, I'm talking. She was like, "No, talk to me. I'm going to read it." And she would go and speed read. I don't even know how you read it that fast. Actually, it was quite impressive. So Taylor, if there's any anything we can say is that she obviously your book was entertaining enough where she was zone in and read in quick succession. So there's that. Yeah. I mean, I also had a deadline. <laughs> there was a deadline. But it helps. Yes. <laughs> but it was, but it was entertaining. It was, no like, it was like watching. It was yeah. very entertaining. Yeah. It was like watching a movie. This was a cinematic book. It was like watching was a movie. And you, you know, you don't mm-hmm. want to stop in the middle of a movie to go do something else. Like it was, you know, that kind of book. It was very fast paced. You had to, mm-hmm. it was made to be very- boom, boom, boom. Very mm-hmm. cinematic. In fact, I, as I was reading it, all I could think was, was this is like, this is literally like one of those bad action films that you, that you can't help but turn off. Like you don't want to turn it off because you have, you've already mm-hmm. invested this much time. You got to keep watching it. But it, it's one of those that I would look at Ben and go, that's not real. That wouldn't happen. This is, and he's like, stop it. You're ruining it for me. This is one of those, this is one of those movies. That that's I like how my husband was it. during the movie. He just like yeah. expelled all the stuff. And I'm like, yeah. Guess the whole time is that what happened in the book is that what happened in the book is that and it wasn't everything was so different you know it was very uh, okay but very but we were we were talking about sandy we were talking about sandy and the fact that she was in the book because we're on the book right now sandy was the bus driver of jaybird and she found online somebody who would help her orchestrate and, and concoct this kidnapping to ransom jaybird off to her rich parents that was the that was the purpose of this kidnapping originally, because one of the twists is that this was going a different route. But when Sandy got involved, her intention was that they were going to ransom off Jaybird for money. That was it. Um, and you find out that Sandy is involved because she betrays 
in the few, you know, into the book, they start to kind of the fortress situation. They're trying to keep the brothers out and Sandy betrays them and lets the brothers in. And that's how they find out that she's in on it. Actually, Jaybird is the one who gives it oh, away yeah. that Sandy is mm-hmm. in on it because she recognizes that she's her bus driver. Um, once she's out of the van and in the safety of the rest stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And her escape. Um, do we talk about that? I'm oh, sorry. Well, I was going to say, so um, Jaybird gives a note and says, don't trust them. And so, um, Darby starts asking Ed and Sandy questions about like where they're from. And they say, um, I think she finally gets out of him, San Diego. And then as soon as Ed says that Sandy, like knocks her across the head with something. And isn't that how we find out Sandy's in on it? She maces her. She maces oh, Maester. Maester. Okay. Yeah. So that's how we find mm-hmm. out Sandy has somehow been involved in this. Mm-hmm. And poor Ed. Poor Ed was not yeah, in on it. Ed. Yeah, plot twist number dude. five. Yeah, Ed Only was innocent. truly innocent. He was he was actually a, a ploy by Sandy. So yeah. Ed, okay, so Ed and Sandy are cousins. I think we may have left that out. Um, Ed and Sandy are cousins, and the, the purpose of their trip in terms of what Ed thought was happening was they were visiting family. Ed was an alcoholic, kind of estranged from his family, and his cousin Sandy was like, hey, you're coming to Christmas because this is all happening at Christmas time. Uh, you're coming to Christmas with me and she drives him and her reason for driving him was that she needed an excuse in the, for the FBI to not question why she was driving across the country, uh, passing through Colorado, where she was meeting Ashley and Lars at the rest stop to exchange medicine for Jaybird. Um, so she used Ed as a decoy to get out of California without the FBI being suspicious so she could meet them. Um, so Ed was truly innocent. That was another, that was a twist. We thought, we assumed that when Sandy was involved, that meant Ed was as well. Um, Cause you of course start to suspect, suspect everybody in the book. But Ed was in fact, truly innocent and not involved in any of this. He was, he was an innocent bystander and bless his little heart. Ed tried in the end, his little last stand between he Ashley, did. the psycho and the girls, he tried to protect them and got, um, well, we'll talk about what happened to Ed in a little yeah. bit here. And I'm going to need someone to either draw a picture or reenact for me because I had a hard time imagining I got you. That. I got you. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Sweet. Yeah. Can't wait. Okay. What about the Sandy one? I got that one too. Yeah. A we'll get, one. yeah. That's oh, yeah. Yeah. God, Sam, yeah. you'll stand up and demonstrate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Have Brett come in and stand on your back. and. Yeah. <laughs> You might get carried away, guys. I know, and we might really watch it and be like, "Holy shit!" Did you just? I don't want to watch it. He's he's really pulling hard. (laughs) She's so flexible. (laughs) All right, the next plot twist is Darby doesn't die in the end, and we don't find that out until like literally the very last chapter, probably the last page. Um, I think it's in the epilogue, isn't it? Like, it, yeah, I think it's it like that. Yeah, literally the very end. Very, very, like the yeah. last few sentences. You're like, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. I haven't yeah, read it. I was like, wait. Mm-hmm. I did too. I know. I was like, <laughs> did she just show up? Yeah. Yeah. I kind of wanted her to die and just be dead. I wanted <laughs> I was like, that's all right too. You know, do they always have to come back at the end? Like, right. Yeah. You you yeah, are very yeah. much so led to believe that Darby died, uh, fully protecting Jaybird, like went out with a bang at the end. You're fully led to believe that. So that was the only twist I actually enjoyed because it was like, oh. I thought she was dead. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually almost teared up a little bit just thinking about the whole situation. Like she's like, just go without me. And, and she's like, I'm just going to go and just die in the snow and just like know that I fought hard. Like that was like, to me, that was Let like us a love Rambo it. movie. <laughs> oh, God, I can't wait it. for my review. I can't wait. <laughs> Such 
a man book. <laughs> anyway. That's so interesting because I, I literally didn't know that a man wrote this till I was looking at the outline and Googled him, honestly. Have but you it ever, does make sense when the, you say that. Taylor? Did, didn't yeah. it feel kind of like, like there was no warm up? It just like, bam, you start off really aggressive right out of the way. Like no like foreplay, no, no, nothing to no it. kissing, no connection. The back right. of my head wasn't caressed. Like, but like no character introductions. Away. Yeah. No, like this is like, you know, leading up a little bit more. No, it was just like, bam, chapter two, there's a kid in the crate and like, it's game on like right away. And that's very much so like. A man engaging in sexual activity with a woman. Wham, bam, let's get it on. Let's go. You're ready to rock and roll. No, that's like a a dry slide. Can we not? Yeah. I'll edit that out. There's no sliding on when it's dry. There's no slide. It's just. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's like, it's just a painful (laughs) scraping. Yeah. It's just the tip. Can you? So anyway, so that was the book. That's how it felt. And I was like, oh yeah, a man wrote this for sure. To me, this, this book really read like a man wrote it. I don't know what that means for you, Taylor, or me as a woman. I don't know, but um, it read to me very much so like a man wrote it. Okay. So I do want to point out the one of the reasons why I mentioned that he produced a movie was because this very much so felt like and read like a movie. Like I was reading the manuscript of a future movie which makes sense for someone who has produced movies or been interested in that that explains why he wrote very cinematically so yeah i will give you that if that's what, you, what your goal was you nailed it because that's how i definitely read so. well and if i'll give the devil's advocate to a woman writing a book is that what a woman does is they over talk about the way people look so what what didn't happen in this book is they didn't he didn't go into that kind of it was just like whatever like ashley was attracted to darby but we don't know why like she was like a short redhead like what it's an old pirate you're like okay got it (laughs) he didn't go into super detail you know you don't even know that she is even a small redhead until like way later you have no clue like who cares like except for when Ashley starts talking shit about everybody. Exactly. But really Frida, for example. Yeah. <laughs> Frida's like, she was thin with yeah. a chiseled face. Yeah. <laughs> or this yeah. bitch wore long it's skirts true. and cankles. It's true. <laughs> That's really interesting. Um, and I'll hit this last um, shocking twist because I wrote this and maybe I don't know if you guys felt the same way or if you picked up on it, but... What, what shocked me a little bit was that when you when you listen to it again, the very first chapter of the book is an email being written. And mm-hmm. what it makes me realize is that Ashley knew at the beginning what was going to happen. Like he already knew that the shit was going to hit the fan. He knew that what was going to happen at the rest stop was going to be intense. Whereas when you're listening to the book, not thinking about that being an email between Kenny and, and Ashley, is you think about it just that he, it, just, it was a chance. Like it just happened that that, that happened and that everybody had to die. Um, but honestly, Ashley, when you listen back, he, he was planning the whole time for it to be a, a murder scene. So that was his That's plan. interesting that you said that. Because I was, yeah, yeah when I um, listened to it back and I was like, oh, that email, that makes sense now. Um, but mm-hmm. I still didn't put together. He was talking about killing Sandy. So thank you for adding that. Guys, in the paperback, there's no email. Really? What? Really? It's not so I read it. I read it in the paperback first. And then I listened to the book and it started with an email. And I was like, wait what email? And I went back and looked and unless I'm absolutely batshit crazy, which is possible, there is no email in the beginning of the paperback. Rosie, was it well, in now, the Kindle version? Well, now I'm intrigued if it was in the Kindle and my Kindle's Well, then how do you know about it? Because I, I listen to, to it. My, I, you listen yeah, to my audio. I listen I start, to it. I listen, 
I listened to the. Are you on Audible? Vanessa's Audible. Everyone too, is on my Audible. I knew it. I was wondering why it because I don't listen up. to books. Guys. I don't listen to them, so I just use yours. It was it was jumping if around a lot. Refresh. Chapter three, chapter yeah. seven, chapter nine. <laughs> I knew it. We were all trying to cram in, like studying for our test. It's like fuck, get out of this. That's I watched I the movie like. last night, guys. Like that was like, guys, I gotta watch this movie. Like, or not last night. What is today? Tuesday? Okay, it was Sunday. I watched the movie Sunday night. Today's Monday. Today's Shit. Monday. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so what's last night? It's been a long Monday. So so yeah no, and I actually believe in the book they do mention. Um, Ashley went there planning. They brought bleach and gasoline. Their plan was always to kill Sandy oh, at the rest that's stop. True. Mm-hmm. Um, because they went to, um, Sandy was, she had given them a key to go to her storage container where she was supposed to get money. With he, sorry, Ashley. Oof, it's a girl's name. Um, he was supposed to get medicine and cash and the storage container had been broken into. Everything had been stolen. There was nothing there. So he was going to go kill Sandy so that there was no longer a trail that related back to him and then go sell her to sick fuck Kenny. So he, he knew was the whole always time, yeah. going to screw her over and just take the money and still take her to Kenny. But when the, the medicine and the ability to get into the storage unit was no longer an option because it was covered with cops, they had to have a hard key because all the stuff got reset. They had to have a hard key. So they had to go meet her to go get all of that. And that was when right. they were like, well, then you know what? To hell with her. We're going to kill her at this point for wasting our time. And that's really how Sandy... Oh, Sandy would have gotten away and would have never been killed. They would have just taken her with them and moved on. But because they had a backtrack to her, they decided to kill her. Yep. That's correct. Thank you, Vanessa, for always retelling and such accuracy. Okay. <laughs> Except for how she got kidnapped, but that's fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm gonna- I'm gonna we're, I, I am curious if like if we're listening to two very different like I'm curious because it that is not what it read in the book but I don't know I didn't get that far in the audiobook so I don't know okay the email was different the email was different maybe I can't imagine them being that different but maybe it was because you sound very sure and I am very sure so that's very interesting huh okay yeah all right, let's talk about these uh, terrible moments of brutality that Ashley does because let's Ashley is a psychopath he likes to torture people so brutality let's have it um well we start off first with he puts a nail in the palm of little old jaybird and calls it a yellow card did they ever say what is up with the yellow card is that Can a I soccer shit it? okay it is a soccer, soccer term shit. so yellow card it's a warning so basically when you um foul somebody but they also know it's not like super like on purpose um they'll give you a yellow card and say, Hey, it's a warning. Like you're not getting kicked out yet, but it's a warning that if you do this again, like you're going to get a red card, red card is you're out of here, but yellow card is a warning is what it is. Okay. So that is a soccer term. Okay. Yeah. Like the nail, Jay bird. So the yellow card, basically what it was is whenever she would get out of hand, um, Ashley or, or Lars, I don't know which one it was. Um, one of them would, they, they call it a yellow card and it wasn't just for Jay bird. Apparently Ashley reserved this for anybody who got out of hand. He called it a yellow card or a red card was your dead, but yellow card is a warning. Um, so that was his way of punishing people. So for Jay bird, I don't know if they say exactly what she did to get her yellow card. Um, but, but she ended up getting a nail in the palm of her hand from Ashley because she either, you know, tried to escape or, or talked up or something like that. She was complaining. Oh, complaining. Okay, I didn't know if it said why. He said, yeah, because he said to to Darby at one point, he was like, yeah, I shot a nail through Jaybird's hand for complaining. So imagine what I will do to you. 
if you don't stop trying to thwart this. Yeah. He basically was like, yeah, I fucking did it. I did it. I nailed the kid's hand. Like that's how he kind of just like his, his mask would slip and you would see the real Mm -hmm. Ashley in moments like that where he's like, yeah, I don't give a fuck that I did it. Cause we also know Ashley was a torturer of animals, which we didn't put in our moments of brutality, but yeah, he was a torturer of animals. So. Yes. Yes. Um, I guess we could talk about it for a second. Um, he did. Um, Lars had a cat that and Lars is his younger brother. We talked about that. And and he's he's a little special. He actually suffers from what we believe is a fetal alcohol syndrome. So he's just a little bit he's a little bit slow. Um, but he has a cat that he loves dearly. And his brother's like, hey, check this out and throws the cat into a fire. Was it a fire? Mm-hmm. Yes. And just yeah. catches it on fire. And, and I don't know exactly what he said to him what the reason was. There was a reason he said why he did it. Um, he so he had he had gotten him the cat from the shelter. He actually brought him home several animals from the shelter, and he brought him a lot of cats from the shelter specifically. I think this one name was Stripe or something. And he asked him, "Do you want to see a shooting star?" And threw his cat into right. a fire, and the cat ran off in flames. Um, and it was, "I gave it to you, and I can take it away." That was his. That was his reasoning basically. And he did it with a several. He he was like, "You'd be amazed at how how many different ways you could kill animals." He killed everything: cats, dogs, fish. Turtles, birds, literally anything he can get his hands on, which is a typical trait of a sociopath. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sociopath or psychopath? Both. What's the difference? Yeah. I don't know. So I thought a sociopath, you can't feel, you don't feel any other emotions and you kind of mimic society around you, if I'm not mistaken. Hold, that's please. Right. No, that's correct. Let's see if all my tr- criminal minds watching has paid off. Um, okay, so while sociopathy, when the term was still in use, I guess it's not anymore, was a disorder believed to stem from a person's environment. Interesting. His environment. Psycho- psychopath- psychopathy? Psycho- psychopathy? Psychopathy? Hip? Hip-hop? <laughs> is believed to arise mostly from biology and genetics with some environmental influence, the research on psychopathies. I, I wish I knew how to pronounce that. Causes is ongoing. Um, so I'm they didn't really have sure been... psychopathy. Psychopathy. Ness, you'll you'll know this. The difference between a sociopath and a psychopath. Is it a sociopath have... doesn't feel okay. I have this okay. handy a, thing that a quick chart, please read it. Wow, well, Roseanne literally chart. has a versus chart. <laughs> <laughs> so a psychopath has a lack of guilt, remorse, empathy versus a sociopath whose lack of remorse but guilt and empathy may be present in some cases. A psychopath pretends to feel emotions and a sociopath, some emotions are felt such as rage, but they are shallow and fleeting. A psychopath has an inability to form true emotional attachments. A sociopath may form close attachments to one or few individuals. A psychopath is dishonest. A sociopath has consistent irresponsibility and repeated violations of law constant lying and deception. Um, so a psychopath has manipulative behavior, narcissism, superficial charm. A sociopath has aggressive and reckless behavior. Damn. So Ashley's a psychopath, right? I thought of him as a sociopath and I still think, I, as I, as but did he that, have, um, he has to like, be because he cares for his brother. Oh, that's right. right. That's right. Okay. That's, that's what right. I was about yes, to say. Feelings. The one person okay. he cared about was his brother and he did have, uh, rage emotions, um, constant lying deception. Yeah. Hmm. Anyways. Well, there we go. There's the there's the poll. Was Ashley a psychopath or a sociopath? Making a note. 
All right. Do we want to head so, to the next torture sesh? The plastic bag. So the, the the plastic, yeah, the plastic bag over Darby's face in the bathroom. Yeah. Um, so that was, so he puts a plastic bag over Darby's face in the bathroom. But first, the first thing that Ashley does to Darby, the first act of violence towards her is they are playing, they're sitting at the table. Sandy is sleeping with a book over her face. Ed is out getting a coat from the car. And Ashley is basically like, listen, I know, you know, you know, I know. You need to not do anything or I'm going to kill everybody in this fucking rest stop. That's basically what he told her. He was like, everyone's going to die and it's all because you didn't stop. So don't do anything. Let nature take its course. I'm the monster. The monster's going to win. Don't be the hero who tries to stop the monster is basically what he tells her. And Darby's like, mm, fuck off. She's not, you know, she's not going to go down. Um, and I did love that catty side of Darby because I, I'd like to think that like if I was in that situation and I knew I was in a really bad volatile situation that I wouldn't be a little pushover either that I would be like, no, you're a dick. Like, you know, I don't know actually what I would do. Who knows? That's one of our discussion topics. What the fuck do you do if you're Darby in this situation? Um, but anyway, so she's at the table and Ashley's like, just so you know, you know, you could, I, I can kill everybody in here. And he shows her pretty much how quick and aggressive he can be by um, catching her off guard and slamming her head into the table, causing her nose to kind of crunch up. I don't think he actually broke it, but blood was pouring. Um, she was a major mess. Sandy woke up and was like, what's going on? And that's when Sandy starts to get suspicious. And I say that in air quotes because Sandy obviously knew the whole time, but at this point you don't know Sandy's involved. So Sandy acts a little suspicious. She's like, what's going on? But you know, here and, and Darby's like, Shh, don't say anything. Like, I don't want, you know, don't let's not make a big deal about it. She goes into the bathroom to clean herself up, but she's going to escape out of the window. She's already come back in through that window, the little freaking triangle window in the bathroom. And Vanessa, this is your time to shine. Because at this point, Darby has already pole vaulted through a tiny window <laughs> and escaped capture. We're talking a tiny window in the bathroom. Vanessa, let it rip. Okay, so I I, I re-listened to this book because I was I'm very interested in the size of this fucking window. Because first of all, I am not a small person. My hips are not fitting through some tiny, scrawny-ass fucking window. I would die before I could fit through the window, okay? So I wanted to know how big was this window that she does these things. She parkours through this window at one point, guys. Like, literally try, like, does this weird move and gets... She's this tiny person. I'm thinking of the girl who plays Wednesday. This tiny, itty-bitty, little five-foot-nothing is going to parkour through a freaking window. So I try and figure out how the size of it. In the book, it's actually the size of a doggy door. Whoa! I've fit through a doggy door before, so I mean, maybe not right this second. You I have fit through it, but I have fit through a doggy door, so I do know that is possible. I had to break through my house one time, and the only way in was through my doggy door. And you can fit if you do weird maneuvers. Could she have done a parkour and slide through like nobody was looking? No, that's not. I don't think that's possible. There's no way you can go that fast through that tiny little space. You would need time to wiggle and move your arms and do weird things with your shoulder blades and like twist your hips. <laughs> and, and never mind, it's like above urinals, above. Like you can't reach it from six the urinal. Feet. It was six feet six in feet. the air for her, which is really high if you were five foot nothing, where to the point where she had to get a running start to leap and grab it with and her And pull herself tiny up, fingers, which is also like, not what do women a, do. You know, women yeah. don't do we. Have you dangled from a from we a got pull T-Rex up? How arms, women, you know? How many women do you know that can do a pull up? I'm just curious. So she uses her wet converses to glide her body up with her fingernails dug into this old frame to squeeze through a doggy door. That's just not possible. Multiple times, not just a Multiple one lucky times. run. And takes a kid now, with her. 
do I think she could have done it from outside? Yes. Yes. Because, and the, this is how I knew how tall it was, is because it's picnic tables stacked up. There are three picnic tables stacked up like a ladder going up to this window where she's able to pry it open and slide out, slide in and out. From the bathroom, that's not fucking possible. Sorry, it's just not. She's not um, Superman. But who who stacked up the picnic tables? Good question. They were Uh-oh. just, I think they were like there. They were there, there like, yeah. Yeah, they were just already stacked in there under the window. It's a, yeah. Like just in the back. It, you know what? That's right. It is in the back. It is in the back. So that whole, that whole particular scene, I just thought my mind couldn't comprehend what was happening because it was so, so much going on. Like, I felt like I was watching what's what's the movie the guys always like to watch during Christmas time what's the one with the oh Die Hard Die this was a Die Hard Die Hard 4 like where it's no I love longer. Die Hard it's a great movie all of them are actually <laughs> great guys by the way it's real cheesy at this point he has the one liners and there's always something really fantastical that happens in every spot of the moment that's literally what this was yeah so she's in the bathroom and, and she is preparing to do another great escape through the window um but she hears that lars is breathing doing his mouth breathing which can you imagine how loud he is to be mouth breathing <laughs> outside of a six foot high window down on the other and side she, of the picnic tables for her to hear him mouth breathing with, out with in, a blizzard, in a blizzard in a blizzard blizzard hi hole she would not know he was out there um <laughs> But so as she's like, she hears him out there. And next thing she knows, Ashley's in the bathroom with her and he's got a plastic bag around her face. And this was, this is a graphic scene. You know, it got really detailed. It talked about him whispering, like wiping her hair back. And he's like whispering, like, just let it go. You fought real hard, Darby. You tried real hard, you know? And she's talking about her thrashing her kicks and you can picture it. She's small. He's big. He's got her off the ground. She can't get purchase on the wall, on the floors and the wall. She can't grab anything. So she's just kicking it out. Um, and then he mentions the cancer and she's like, you know, her mother has pancreatic cancer and he pulls that card, starts talking about it. And it kind of, you know, gives her enough fight in her to thrash a little bit more, knock him off balance. She gets away and she ends up getting his keys to his van. And next thing you know, she has pole vaulted out of the window. Um, because Lars hearing the shuffle runs inside to see what's going on. She pole vaults out the window after being suffocated with the plastic bag to near death. Just jumps right out, um, and she's gone out the window. Um, but it was pretty brutal, and it was it was a graphic. So Taylor did a really good job at describing the graphic scenes of this book. That's where he shines as an author, um, mm-hmm. describing yes. torture scenes, kind of moments where Ashley is letting his mask slip, and he's the psychopath, you know, breathing into your ear and you know enjoying the act of killing you. You know, that's where he shined as an author. Agreed. Agreed. Mm-hmm. The torture moments, I. I- as much as I didn't love some of the action stuff, which we'll talk about, I guess I'll do that in my review, but I, the descriptions that he did during every torture scene was, I mean, you could vividly mm-hmm. feel it, sense it, like you were in the room. So he did a very good job of describing those moments throughout the book, which I thought were great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like like Ed, for example, poor Ed. So oh, Ed God, is, is Ed. You know, the only innocent in everything is Ed. Um, and he ends up probably, I would say, well, Sanders is pretty rough too, but Ed's was worse, was bad because I feel like he's, he's so aware the whole time. I don't know. I guess Sanders. He was alive for a long he time. Was the whole exactly. Time. Mm-hmm. He, he basically, he ends up trying to stand up with Darby and fight them off. So Darby, I, I forget, she doesn't she get them involved? Like I'm trying to remember now. She gets them involved. I'm trying to, I'm getting confused. Jaybird, Jaybird comes inside at some point. Jaybird escapes from the van, makes it into the okay. rest stop. She's there with Sandy and Ed and shit pops off. 
Okay, cool. Okay, all right. And so Ed is like, he recognizes there's something going on and he tries to, to he realizes Ashley and Lars aren't good people. Um, Ashley, at some point, he gets a nail gun out of his vehicle, which um, just back you know, backtrack a little bit. His dad was a, a carpenter or contractor, or whatever. So he's in this van that has uh, all kinds of uh, equipment in it, like nail guns and shit like that. Um, anyway, so he has a nail gun in, in his hand um, and he, to shut Ed up, he puts a nail gun to the bottom of Ed's chin. You know, think about that little flesh part. Put your finger in there. Feel that little flesh part right there. And, uh, and that's where the nail gun went through. It's no, right that's through your that. throat. Right, yeah, oh, right through that chin. fleshy part right the there. Chin. It was a three and a half inches. So go ahead and do three and a half inches and think about, okay, okay that's roughly my, my nostrils, okay. right? So like that's that nail went basically through the chin into the nostrils. And that's how he sat until he, he died. Um, the whole time trying to, to say something, be aware of something. He's, he's alive the whole time. Um, there's blood coming out of his mouth. It is just, it is horrific the way that, that Ed goes out. Poor guy, you know, really the only innocent bystander and everything. Well, you know, too. Also Darby and the kid, but. They described his tongue was nailed to the roof of his mouth. Just imagine that okay, for that's a second. What he, that's what I couldn't imagine is how it went his, in his, then, I guess. Because it went in just like this and, and gotcha. went up straight to his nose and took his, his tongue with it. And it, and it gotcha. went to the roof of his mouth. He couldn't speak. He couldn't clear his the blood out of his mouth. Everything was just nailed shut. Nailed shut. He couldn't open his mouth. It's just oozing out. You're choking out. Like, there's a lot. I mean, it was a really horrific. And he lived for a couple of hours, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He did eventually bleed out. Um, thankfully, before the the fire, he bled out and didn't, you know, burn to death in addition to I don't know, Some his... nice smoke inhalation would have probably helped him out, you know? Yeah. He had to sit there basically with gauze on and just watch everything unfold. And he was, you know... For his little and poor Ed, you, you could know he he took his stand and he was like this old alcoholic, abandoned his family, his wife, his kids. He had nothing left. He was a, an ex veterinarian, didn't have a career anymore. This was like his last stand. Like this is his chance to redeem himself and do something good. And he gets a fucking nail through the roof of his mouth instead. That's what he you get for do trying to help. Good. Well, he did do something. He did. Good, he, he did. They Darby escaped. To do yeah. In Darby, they did get away during that moment briefly, mm-hmm. but it was. He did help them, which, mm-hmm. so in his defense, in that moment, he did do something amazing. So, hey, to the alcoholic. To the alcoholic. Um, cheers, little Ed. Cheers, Ed. And, cheers, um, Ed. A little nod to the movie. Uh, thank you for your service, Ed. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> to the other. To I the know, other I actually place. thought, I'm like, damn, I say that all the time. I'm I like, do, I'm too. Such a, like, a, do I care about people? I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, the next one. This, this was the most disturbing to me. This was the one that I was like, "That was sick." Did you? And guys I want to say, I want to preface this. This was Ashley's first true blue murder. Murder. Yeah. The others were all hmm. attempted or just injured. He had not. Yeah. He had not actually killed someone yet. Mm-hmm. This was his first time. Killed animals, sure, but Sandy was his first true blue in the moment, fully completed, straight to murder. And this is how he did it. How do you do it? Who wants to do it? Um, well, I actually highlighted it because I was so disturbed. So do you want me to just read the whole passage? Yep. Yes. yes. Yep, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So Ashley adjusted his hold on Sandy's scalp, planted his boot higher between her shoulder blades for leverage, Darby realized, and tugged hard. The woman's neck broke eventually, 
It wasn't quick or painless. Sandy screamed until she was out of air, her face going a rotten purple, her eyes bulging before going flat, her fingers clawing, kicking. Ashley paused once, adjusting his grip before yanking her head harder, 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 90 degrees backwards now, until her vertebrae finally dislocated in an audible wet string of clacks, like popping knuckles. If she had still been conscious, she might have experienced the paraplegic core of her body going numb. It was a straining, clumsy, grunting process, and it took a full 30 seconds before Sandy was visibly dead. Then Ashley let go, letting Sandy's forehead thud against tile, her neck loose with separated bones. He stood up, red-faced. And it was like, hey, Darby, you want to be my girlfriend? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think we have a connection. (laughs) Let's make out in the bathroom again. God. Yeah, that was super disturbing yeah. to me. It was, but and I really was curious how they were going to do it in the movie, and they fucking didn't. I, I know, didn't. right? They just, I'm they like, didn't. what the hell? She died way too easy. Well, I wanted the visual of the nail, and they didn't even do that. So thank you guys. That, for I was curious how they were going to do it. You're welcome. Well, they, yes. they gave us kind of a nail, but different in the movie. Um, yeah. yeah. I, but, and yeah. I wanted the other part, which we haven't talked about. I wanted to see the other part. Yeah. Because that's a big part of it. So anyway. So yeah, Sandy, that, and I just, I had a hard time like that being his very first murder. Like you don't know, you're not, you don't know if you're going to be successful in that. Like you, you don't know how long it's going to take for the body to give. That's not a normal way people die, you know? So it's not like he had done this a bunch of times. I mean, that's just an interesting way to decide to kill someone for the very first time. Is that possible? I I was thinking that too. Like, can you really pull it up? And I think you probably could, but like. You could pull enough to where you can just rip somebody's neck in half? Like, I don't know. I was just imagining it just, like, looking very weird. Like, her head just, like... It's a triangle, you know? Her arms were scraping. Her arms were scraping trying to do something. They couldn't, like... reach behind me. Just, I mean, can everyone do this? But if if your neck is being... I don't know. (laughs) I can still reach behind me. I don't know. Oh, my arms are kind of stuck. Uh, foot's on your back, though, like holding You're stuck. You down. Oh, no. You're stuck. You're stuck. My arms are stuck. You can reach behind me. I guess I'm in the No, no. You, you can reach behind you because you have control of your neck. Now tilt your neck all the way back as hard as you can, like it's being ripped. <laughs> See? I feel Takes like your muscles. I'm watching the kangaroo. <laughs> okay. What? There is. I have to. If you've. Okay, there is a show on Netflix called Animal. This is so off topic, but I have to say it. There was one about kangaroos and Bo has memorized the entire show. Like all the moves of the kangaroos, he knows them. So there's a scene the mob where, boss. The kang- That's where, what the, where the yeah, where the male kangaroos are like getting ready to like buff up to each other. And they're all doing their arms like this and they put their heads back <laughs> like this. And Bo, every time it comes on, he's like. <laughs> um, it is literally visual the, the best thing. Stephanie, time. please record it. I will. And post it as a thing so people know why I'm saying what I'm saying. It is fantastic. You must I will. watch Bo as a kangaroo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> his arms are all straight and his head's all back and he's growling. Like it's Grr, He gets into his it. His shoulders yeah. are out. They growl? <laughs> yeah. Kangaroos growl? It's so yep. good. It's Damn. so good. Watch yep. Animal first and then watch Bo. Yeah. It is actually a really good document. It's like a, there's a bunch of series about different types of animals. It is really good. We enjoy watching yeah, we, it. We watch that on Netflix. Yeah. I know mm-hmm. this is good. All right. Sorry, everyone. That's my go to sleep show. Ooh, that's nice. Yeah. All right. The fingers. Let's talk about the fingers in the door. This is my favorite part. 
go for it, Ness. It's just my favorite. Vanessa, go ahead. No, you go. Okay. Because my favorite was the neck rip, so your turn. (laughs) So he had this thing where he told people that his greatest fear was um, door hinges in the beginning. They have this circle time when they're trying to get to know each other briefly before Darby realizes everybody's bad. Um, And... Um, Ashley talks about how when he was a kid, he wandered into some caves, which actually he says is true. I don't know if that's actually accurate. I think everything he tells is a lie, but maybe that part is true. That was true. He does say that um, he had his fingers caught in a door hinge of an, in an old cave and was there for, I don't know, a day or two, he says, which is probably more like hours. Um, and another group of kids came and got him, but he thought he was going to lose his fingers. So... Um, he he decides to do his greatest fear to Darby, um, and he drags her into the hallway area to where the utility closet with the broken phone that Fred or whatever that stupid guy was like, oh, the wires are out again, whatever. He has post-its everywhere. There's nothing at the safe. There's nothing in the – the phone doesn't work. This doesn't work. So whoever that guy is, I'd like to know where he was the entire time. But, um, pothole? Um. So he he takes her to the hallway. He puts her at the door. He puts her hand in the hinge and slams it as hard as he can, crippling and crushing her fingers, her ring finger and her middle finger, or her, her pinky finger into the door jam. And if you ever slammed your fingers in a door, that's painful already, just in a door jam. Put your finger in the actual hinges, the metal hinges, and slam it, crushing it between the metal parts of it and he locks the door leaving it stuck in that position which she can't if you move and at first she talks about how she doesn't feel anything she just if she's fully aware that it is and she sees the blood dribbling down the door and then the pain sets in and I can't even imagine the like my stomach physically hurt feeling what was being described by Taylor and this is where I say that he does a great job describing his brutality Mm -hmm. Because you you literally feel it the way that she would. Um, she stuck there for a hot minute to the door in the hinge with her fingers just trapped in there. And as the story goes on, she realizes her only way of getting out because everyone's kind of ignored her as she's sitting there at the door. Where she's continuing to pass out, mind you, from the pain. It's so immense and so intense that she starts passing out throughout the thing. And he keeps coming over and waking her up. Nuh-uh, you can't go to sleep. And he'd rattle the door to just wake her up more. So the pain would spark her back out of her, out of her like coma or the need to go to sleep. Um, which is even more fucked up. Cause you're, I mean, that's got to hurt even worse. Um, so she does another evil Knievel move or parkour or whatever you want to say that she does. She's like some superwoman. She does these, crazy spin moves when the lights are out and like wiggles and jiggles and rips her fingers off and leaves them in the door hinge as part of her ultimate escape from Ashley's control. Which and, also and it's not all of them, spell. right? It's just a pinky. It's just, Doesn't she just rip her pinky her off? Which is still finger. disgusting. Is it? I think okay. it's her three right. fingers. I think it's the whole pinky and then half of her other finger. It was the skin of her yeah, ring all finger. Of, it's the bone Like is still a sock. There. Yeah. Yeah. The skin, yeah, so the gross. meat was there, but and, and and I actually really loved that whole scene. I loved like, I loved the the work with Jay Bird. She was so brave, mm-hmm. yes, and I and yeah, I loved she was like so brave. and wow. Jay Bird. The whole the whole intention here, the idea was because um, 
Darby was going to turn the light off and then he turned a flashlight on and was following Jaybird. He was trying to flip back and forth between Jaybird and Darby trying to see and make sure he watched what happened. And by watching Jaybird, it gave Darby the opportunity to do her. And that took a lot of, a lot of balls in the moment, you know, cause again, it's one of those things you don't know how much it's going to take to give like, like with Ashley killing Sandy, you don't really know how long that's going to take. You just have to keep going. So to be able to rip your finger off, how you, just, you don't know what you're going into, right? You don't know what you're going into. It take to wiggle. How bad is it going to hurt before off. it gives? Yeah. Well, you just it, don't know. and even before he he slammed her hand in the door, like he gave her, and this is where I say she's brave. I know Rosie looks like I'm crazy, but right. like she was brave because he's like he gave her chances. He was like, because she she took the keys. Remember, she's getting choked out. She she takes the keys and she tells them like that's her her card in her pocket. She's like, hey, I got your keys. You can't leave. So like you, you can't leave until you know where your keys are at. And so he tells her he's going to slam her hand in the door. Which keep in mind, she's an artist. That's what she goes to school for. That's what she loves to do. She needs her hand to, to draw. Um, that's what her whole life's about. And uh, and he threatens her by saying, hey, I'm going to slam your hand on the door. And she knows it's coming. And I don't want to say he's okay with it, obviously, but she uh, she is brave enough to just say, do it, um, which you know I know we'll get to. But like, would I be that brave? I don't know. <laughs> I think she knew if she told them what was up, he was going to kill her anyway. So, yeah. I mean, that, that's, that is... That is one. That's one moment I think that Darby shined outside of you know, all her other parkour abilities. But that was a serious. When you're facing actual torture in that moment, not just running for your life, not out of fear or whatever, but you are you you know it's about to happen, and you still remain silent. That's impressive. Didn't he kill Ed first before slamming? Like that was right. Because I remember her looking at Ed being like, I can't tell him where the keys are. I can't. I'm not going to do it, you know? He did. Or no, he she did. told him and he killed Ed anyways. That's what it was. Fingers are in the yeah. door. Next is to kill Ed. And she's like, fine, I'll tell you. She tells him where the keys are and he kills Ed anyways. He That's what it Ed was. Anyway, yeah. He, he yeah. did a nail through the forehead, killed Ed anyways. Um, yeah. Yes. I thought he got that in the forehead. Right, right. He did. And so so Ed Ed got two nails, one to the, <laughs> one to the chin and one to the, oof, one to the head. You think the head was fast? Yeah, I think right fast. here straight it goes straight into your brain. I think it's pretty fast. That's nice of him. <laughs> it would suck if it wasn't. Like, what do you what do you even feel? Well, did you watch No Exit? Did you watch the movie? Ask that was messed up. So, so in the movie, so in the movie, Ashley accidentally shoots Lars in the forehead with the nail right gun, the and then and then he's trying to help him out, and he slips on Ed's blood in the movie and falls face first and smacks it into his head and, and dies. Yes, <laughs> I kind of chuckled at that. It was like I did okay. too. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll get into the killing of Lars. We haven't talked about how Lars died. Who killed Lars? That was Darby. 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 So Darby actually, yeah, Darby slit Lars' throat with a Swiss army knife from her dad. So it was, so her dad left in the book. Her dad left when she was younger and sent her, when she graduated from high school, a um, congratulations graduating college gift. And it was a Swiss army knife and it was always useless to her, but it did have, it was a multi-tool. So she kept it in her glove compartment of her vehicle and that was one of the only weapons that she had was her swiss army knife which jaybird used to break out of the crate um and 
that was that was the tool she had and she had said you know i'm gonna i'm gonna punish lars and that was her plan through all of this at some point darby goes from being heroine to being like i'm gonna kill the motherfuckers and yeah so whenever she breaks free from um twisting her hands out ashley has gone outside to get the keys he has left lars in there with a gun on them but darby of course shuts the lights off jaybird distracts him darby breaks free and attacks lars and that's when she and um stabs him a couple times and then does end up slitting his throat with a two-inch blade, serrated blade on a Swiss army knife. That had to be difficult and yucky. Again, another one of those, like, could that really happen? I don't know. I don't know. Why do you not think so? I mean, I think so. It's not very, thick right here. It would have been dull at that point because what's-her-name just used it to, to cut her way out of a dog crate. Yeah. We don't think if you jam knife. it in first, then you can rip it across. That's what Okay, I so she's doing that and he's not moving? Nope. He's he's holding very still and letting her just jigsaw her. So her so so we've right. So we butchered a lot of chickens and you stab it in and you push out and that's how you really slit it well and really get the get everything coming out fast and kill the animal quickly because the idea whenever you obviously when you're humanely doing something is to die quickly. There's no way Lars died quickly in this. This was horrific. This was like sawing and serrating. And I don't think he would sit still for it while this hundred pound girl soaking wet was doing it. So to me, it was it. But now in, in her defense, she had stabbed him already in the neck. He was already bleeding out. You know, I don't know. It was it was an intense moment. But like, do I think she could do it with a Swiss Army knife? I don't know. It just doesn't feel. I mean, there would be so much blood. The knife is slipping out of your hand. Like you can't get a good grip. Like I just, I don't know. I have a hard time picturing She's it. She's missing even... fingers. <laughs> She's missing fingers and she only has bones yeah. in one finger. She's she's tied up in the shocker know, permanently. You know? <laughs> she's adrenaline and she's like she's just and he, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Her head hey, is you know broken. What? There's no way she's doing what she's doing well, with hey, one of her props hands. to Taylor for giving a woman superpowers, right? He did. Right. He true. did. The, well, the heroine was not a man. It was a it was a a, a woman in this case. So like I give it to him. Like that he gave yeah, her all this ability true. to parkour through windows, like you know, Taylor, know what he, did. he knows, but thank you. Thank you for showing women some love and making it to where we can totally come out on top, even in the face of some really fucked up shit. Micah Ashley. Nice. Yeah. All right. Million dollar question. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You're Darby. You're at the trust stop. You're there for all of seven seconds and you find a girl in the back of someone's van what do you do? What do you do? You're 19. One thing you I want to no- say before you get into that, her, well, that and her mom is in the hospital. She's actually driving to go see her mom. So she's got that on her mind. Her mom's about to die. She's, how old do you keep going? Sorry, Steph. Yeah, she's like, what, 20? She's a college student. Um, she's, you know, pretty much a run-of-the-mill college student. Drugs, alcohol, the whole nine yards. You're run-of-the-mill. Nothing fancy about her. She's troubled. Her dad left, has all her own issues, um, doesn't have family support, shows up at a rest stop sees this and like makes these huge big plans to save this girl. I mean, it's a lot. She breaks in the van. She's like, she does it. She does a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, what do you do? You're Darby. Do you do the same thing? Does anyone want to um, take a guess what I would do? You would definitely not do nothing. anything. You would sit you would do quiet as a mouse, quiet as a um, mouse. You wouldn't say a you word. You know what she would do? Rosie You're would walk in and right. she would tell, you wouldn't tell everybody that you saw a kid. You'd be like, hey, guys, I think that I saw a hand in the van. You know what I'm going to go do? I'm going to go sit my ass down. I'm not going to talk to anybody. I'm going to mind my damn business because nobody's going anywhere. 
and I'm not going to say you. shit, and I'm going to call the cops when we leave because I'm not Correct. formulating all this in two seconds. Yes. There's no way. Same. That's you know, and, and and truly, honestly, I might have done that same thing because you're. Yeah. What can you do? Like she's like, I'm going to break her out and hide her in my trunk. I'm like, what the fuck is that going <laughs> to do, do Darby? Like. No, it's nothing. There was, and she even said as she's breaking her out, she had no plan. Like, what does she do when she gets in the van, gets her out? Like, nothing. There was no plan. At one point, Jaybird escapes. She breaks herself out, right? Jaybird, uh, Darby, when she's in the van with her, Lars is farting his ass off, and he gets out. She's leaving. Darby gives her the, the Swiss Army knife, and she's like, cut the grates, which, plot hole? Has anybody ever <laughs> used a Swiss Army knife to cut through metal grates on a dog crate? It's Enough to get out of the grate. It's so not possible. You have to cut not several. fucking possible. I'm sorry. It's not possible. <laughs> this little seven-year-old, seven-year-old, she's seven, okay? And she has Addison's disease. So she's like on borrowed time. Anyways, yeah. So Jaybird gets out. And now she's running through the woods in this blizzard, you know? And so like there's a lot happening here. And like there's a lot of fast-moving things. I, what was the plan, Darby, when you got the kid out? Like, there wasn't one, obviously. And it ended in fire, death. Everything was horrific. So the answer is probably sit your ass down. She hasn't died yet. You know? Like, <laughs> if you must, bring her some crumbs of something. Yeah. If it, I don't know. But let her figure it out with the duct tape. But, yeah. Right. Why can't she get her own duct tape off? Why can't she get her own duct tape figure it out with the duct tape? What? I can say that. I well, here. I bought you the snack. <laughs> Yeah, I would have done everything that Roseanne said. I would have sat back and done absolutely nothing. But what Darby did do, and we didn't mention this, is she did text message the police with the license plate information. She took pictures of the vehicle. She did all of the things that a normal civilian who witnesses a horrific crime taking place would do. So she did all of the right things. And who has access to the police. Right. She did all of the right things. She knew they were showing up. She knew nobody was leaving. She should have sat her ass still knowing that the child was okay in there. Although I do understand that the child had been shot by now. So maybe she was a little worried about the child's well-being at that point because she'd already been injured by them. Maybe. Um, I mean, we always say we would do something different, but we don't really know how we would be in that situation. Um, I... I hate watching children or other people be injured or taken advantage of. And I always voice my opinion and I always get feisty and I have to be told to sit the fuck down a lot. So I don't know that I would sit still and do nothing, but I sure as fuck would have thought a lot longer than a 20 minutes about what right. my plan of attack would have been. I would have saved the sneaking of the hook to open the thing up when the guys were showing up with the, the trucks that had to plow the area. They weren't leaving in that moment, even when they showed up. So there were so many things she could have done to wait five full seconds to inform somebody who could have helped her. And she didn't, which was stupid and not a smart move as a female. Darby, you lost points for that. But you did get points for parkour. So, How many points is he at right now? Is he back to negative? <laughs> or is he at zero? You're, you're at zero. <laughs> it all balances out. We're yeah. even out at um, this point. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I like to think that, like, I'm a good person, but, like, the fact that she put herself through the things like this for, and I know it's a kid, but, like, kid, she didn't know, like, kid, she had no investment, she had no idea what was going on with the situation, and she just decided, like, right then, like, I'm gonna lay my life on the line for this, you know, like, she kind of knew what she was getting into, I think, as soon as she started messing around with things, Um, but do I think I would do that? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I I I don't know what I would do. I mean, I would, but I would be smarter about it. I feel like she... Mm -hmm. I think she made a lot well, of Well, you think decisions. you would. I know for a fact I would. There's no way in fuck I, I mean, would let yeah. a child sit in a van without acting. <laughs> I know for a fact I would. I might have taken a second to, like, get to know everyone a little better, make exactly. sure I know what's happening, you know, before I, especially before I tell somebody what I've seen, because you don't know Agreed. who's it. 
Would I have mistaken a dumpster for a car? No. We talk about that. Oh, yeah. Um, All these other cars in the parking lot, which is actually wasn't involved. Yeah, so Sammy, what it was was when she first is there, she's counting off the cars, and she's like, and one of them is so covered in snow, so covered in snow, you can't even tell what maker model is. Hell, it looks like a dumpster. And that's what, and she was counting that as a vehicle that Ashley had driven in on because Ashley said he got there first. So she put two and two together. She said, oh, the car covered in deep, 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 deep days worth of snow is the one that he drove in today. And so he's not the killer. And then she goes and and confides in him. So that I would not. So if you had perhaps taken a second to look around, Mm -hmm. taken a minute, paused, Got to know everybody just a little bit more. You're not going anywhere. No one's leaving. That little girl isn't leaving. No one's driving off. You're going to know if that van leaves. You know, take your picture of the license plate, whatever. But, like, take a second to figure out what's going on before you react. get yourself killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And get everyone killed. Because, like, what you know, she knew all that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. She knew the risk. She, like, everyone was compromised. She knew that. Did anyway. And she does say that a couple times. Like, even when she gets in, like, these really, like, like fucked up situations, she's like, man, like, now everyone's going to die. Like, she'll say yeah. things like that. And she's just like, oh, oh. well, damn it. Oh, well. <laughs> I, I tried. <laughs> so, so I tried. interestingly, I wonder, it, so it, it, it actually, maybe it's something to do with her, you know, because she did use drugs, not like heavily in the book, but like, you know, she used drugs and stuff. And it sounds like, and she popped off at her mom a couple of times. Maybe, maybe Darby has some impulse control issues. And that's yeah. why she couldn't stop herself from doing, She even as she's unlocking the car, she's like, Darby, Darby, stop. What's your plan? You don't have one, but she couldn't stop. So. I think it, in the way it was written, she had some impulse issues where she couldn't actually stop herself That's from true. reacting. Um, yeah, nice point, Stephanie. Yeah. I was going to say they do they do talk about her her caffeine addiction, which you know I can relate to. I love caffeine too. <laughs> She's an upper lady, um, so she loves Red Bulls, and I'm like, mm, I love me some Red Bulls. <laughs> so I did appreciate that fact from her that she she likes the uh, the finer things in life. Well, you know what I thought of when he talked about, man, your your breath is like your breath is nasty, like because Red Bulls are disgusting in your yeah. breath and your mouth. It's like that sicking sweet, oh, mixed with disgusting. coffee, mixed yeah, with that no teeth, disgusting, <laughs> mixed with no teeth, teeth man, brushing no. and like road road hey, breath. But what did it do? It really turned Ashley on. <laughs> He was, he was like, you know what? That's yeah. gross. But something about a, what a, he said, a hot girl with bad breath just made it more real. And I'm like, you know what? Touche. <laughs> and him finding her attractive saved her a couple of times. It made him hesitate long enough that she had a second to get the upper hand. Right? So yeah, drink your Red Bulls and fuck up the boys. Do it for sure. Do it, ladies. That's what we learned from it. this. Mm-hmm. Um, I did actually really enjoy the scene in the snow when she when they were tracking Jaybird and Jaybird escaped, went out into the snow and they followed her footprints and they were using Darby's voice to try to draw Jaybird out. And Darby had the flashlight and the boys were on either side of her, but in the dark. So they didn't want it to give away if Jaybird saw her. Like she was like, I'm alone, not with anybody. And she basically night blinds them by just shutting off the flashlight really quick. They can't see and she like cartwheels down a hill. I did actually really enjoy all of that. I like Would you know scene. how to do that, Stephanie? No. Would you even think about that? Like, oh, I'm about to, I'm about to blind them real quick because their eyes are tuned into the dark. Like, I even made a note about that. I was like, how the fuck does she know this? Well, she even she, she trained Ashley. Yeah, yeah, she had given yeah, him know. a tip. She was like, you know, yeah, like, make how sure she you. Knew that? I mean, because your eyes are going to be that, trained Rizanne. in the dark. Everyone's well, eyes. Are so does she work in cemeteries <laughs> in the dark? So isn't that like her thing? That's not why she knew that. I will say. 
what I liked about the movie is they made Darby in the movie a drug addict. And I was like, oh, duh, they're so resourceful. Like, drug addicts, like, of course she's, like, <laughs> jumping through windows and climbing out of windows and shit. They are resourceful. But a, a art student in college, not so much. In the movie, they didn't even they didn't even bother to fuck around with the window. They just opened no. up the, <laughs> the fucking wall. They had a panel at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, they were like, how are we going to do this with a stunt person? This is un- Even they were like, this is not realistic. Let's really. <laughs> just take the whole fucking wall Sorry, out. Sorry, Taylor. And they just slid the wall out. That was it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they did away with that dumb window. Yeah. <laughs> While you're talking about the movie, I am sad that they didn't um, do any of the little flirtatious banner that um, Ashley had for Darby. I kind of wanted to see that act out a little bit and they totally skipped past that. So like the, you could have been my girlfriend, like that kind of stuff. Yeah, like the else. psycho, like, but well, in like the Goonies voice. Head, though. <laughs> no, he was, like it it. Was he was saying okay, it out loud. He was saying it. He thought yeah. a lot of it too. Because they, they played, you know, um, what I liked about Taylor is that he didn't just give you one person's point of view, which I appreciated because a lot of books lately have given us like one person's point of view is it gave us everybody's like, we kind of mm-hmm. got like the whole, like a third person. Is that what it's called? Like a third person view. Um, so we kind of got everybody's view, but I thought he was just saying that in his head. Is it? No, I, I think it's just multi narrator. I don't think it's yeah. third person. It's oh, just multi narrator. Okay. Yeah. I loved Ashley's voice in his head. I did like, too. I, loved, I, I mm-hmm. he was like Taylor. That I, I think I liked Ashley as a character. He was my favorite yeah. character, obviously. Um, I did. Everyone like else too. I could have done without, but I loved Ashley's character. I liked the way he talked to himself. I liked the way he perceived people. I liked his little witty banter, even inside of his own mind. Like, I just thought he was very, a likable character, which I think was the point, which is why Darby felt like she could trust him. So he, even his internal self is what he portrayed out just on a more secretive way. And I just, I liked, I liked him a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, even when he knew he was lying, like, I still like wanted to believe him in the yeah. book. Like, oh yeah, you know, that's right. He isn't going to take her there, but right. I'm like, but he's lying. Like, yeah. believe him, you know, don't believe him. <laughs> but, but he is, he's a very good liar. And Taylor does a good job of, of describing it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Well, did we already touch on whether he's your standard one of the mill sociopath or psychopath? I think we covered that pretty well. Mm-hmm. We'll do a poll on that and see what the people decide. Again, we're still waiting for a mental health professional to find us, uh, listen to us, and give us feedback on all and the psychopaths we've read about. <laughs> They're going to be like, so you guys are fucked up. <laughs> no, so they're gonna be like, you guys don't know shit. <laughs> Idiots. Do not speak. All need professional help. <laughs> In fact, I will give you guys a discounted rate. (laughs) Um, All right. Plot holes. We talked about the bathroom window. Um, We talked about, does anyone really think that fast on their feet to form a plan in 0.2 seconds? The answer is no, right? No. It's not. We also talked about how it's probably truly impossible to cut into a dog crate with a Swiss army knife, which mind you has been sitting in the glove compartment of a car for a hot while. It's not been sharpened. It's been neglected. I'm surprised you could even open it. It's serrated. Whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Have Go into your kitchen and pull out your next serrated <laughs> knife and go and, and try and do it and tell me if you don't just I'm get a lot of make black a video metal about flakes. It from the actual cage itself it's not it's not going to happen it's, it makes no sense i might actually try that mm-hmm. I, I think we have the extra um i've got an extra piece because we got a, b- a big dog crate and you can you know it comes with the extra wire thing that you can put in half if your dog's small mm-hmm. so it's just literally laying in the corner 
Go try it. I might just feel like so at it. I yes. mean, not right now, but like at another point I won't. Do you mind getting it now? No, I do mind. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> but just do a video so we can show because it's unrealistic. Anyway. Okay. Record yourself on a time lapse and tell us how long it takes you to actually like. Yes. Okay. And you're seven, by the way. So do it like a seven-year-old. Uh-huh. Okay. So I'm going to give it to. Who, who has had heaven, a nail but... in her hand? And go at it. Is it the same hand? She might be a lefty or righty. You don't know which doesn't hand doesn't matter. Yellow card. It does, though. Also, I want your blood sugar to be low. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so you, you so can't go eat. Day, intermittent fasting and make it the day you wait till one. Be on the vomit, verge of having a seizure. Vomit, yeah, vomit into your duct tape, too, if you don't mind. If you could vomit into your duct tape. Yes. Pee and yourself. A farts. A little farts in the room. Some farts. <laughs> that should be she also, She had been in this crate for days, so she couldn't even sit up. So she was, like, hunched over. So none yes. of this, no. None of it's real. All right. I mean, obviously, I'm not doing it now. <laughs> okay, I think we um, proved that one. Can we talk about the uh, the cop? I'd like to talk about our cop friend. I do too. Yes. Speak Definitely. on him. Yeah. So, so the cop. So I, I'm dubbing him the idiot cop because <laughs> you don't hear about him until. And I kind of knew this was going to happen. I'm like, yep. okay, they're talking about this rest stop, and then like she called the cop, and then. And then they talk, you know, they randomly, a, a audiobook, they talk about this cop and they start talking about his life and they, they bring him up. Um, the, what the, the stimulate conversation part about me is the dude shows up and he shows up at the, what, he shows up at the wrong rest stop first, right? Isn't that how it goes? He shows up at the wrong rest stop first. They don't really go along to how he finds out how to get to the right rest stop. She but he goes the to the wrong, wrong rest stop, right? She said the wrong yes. rest stop in the text. She message. says the wrong one. There's two with similar names. There's a little devil and big devil. He sends her, she sends the text to go to little devil. That's where the cop goes. Um, and this is after many, many hours. So I guess let's, let me back up a little bit. Darby is watching the clock. So they say it's six to eight hours until help comes. So she is literally watching the clock while she is planning all these crazy things she's doing to try and get Jay to safety, to save her life, to save everybody. She's watching the clock and counting down and saying, okay, two hours one hour, whatever hour. Um, eventually she does get a text that says that a, a um, cop is on the way. So she sends a text whenever she has low cell, which by the way, did you guys catch that part, which I'm going to know this whenever I'm getting, you know, attacked and raped and murdered is that sending a text is the way to get it through. Whenever you don't have good signal, they say a text has the, the it doesn't take as so much bandwidth or whatever. So if you can't make a phone call, send a text and it's more likely to go through. So just in case you guys ever get like trapped, this is what you do. This was in 2017, and I know for a fact there's moments when I don't have data, and my text messages don't go They don't go through. I'm just saying they don't. Well, she, okay, she sends the text to the cop. Okay, the cop's on his way. He gets there, and this is a pivotal moment. So Darby finally has Ashley where she is going to light his world up. Like Ashley's thinking he is like invincible. He's never going to die. And Darby has him in literally her crosshairs. She has one bullet left in her gun and she has him, she's trained to shoot him. And like it's happening And this idiot cop who has one part in the book, like literally shows up for one minstrel of a chapter shows up and just fucks everything up. Like he shoots her (laughs) right when she is about to kill Ashley. And Ashley's like, ah, he thinks he's like Jesus. Like he's like, that's right. I can never be killed. Like that part just pissed me off to no fucking end. I'm like, wow. Yeah. So she's finally here. And here is this idiot cop who plays no part in the book. And just, but I guess that's the, you know, that's a plot twist for you is that he just comes out of nowhere and just like changes his whole trajectory. Um, now he dies, you know, of course the cop is not a good cop, obviously, because he dies very easily. Um, but he does definitely <laughs> mess up the chance that Darby's about to take Ashley out. And that was very frustrating for me. Anyone else? Yeah. 
Ditto. <laughs> Idiot it. cop shows up. That fucks it all up at the end. When, we, when it happened, I, I was reading it and I was like, yeah. are you kidding me? I'm like, really? first of all, Darby, pull the fucking trigger too. Like, why are you and- taking so long? Everything's taking so long. You're so excited because see the 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 um the truck driver is there to plow and, and Jaybird is with him. He's safe and she sees the highway patrol. You're like, fuck yeah, it's over. Darby, you did it. You got him through. And the cop shoots her. It was a good twist. I enjoyed that little twist. I mean, not in like it would also annoyed me. He was an idiot, but it was a good like I did not see that coming. And then yeah. it happened. To be fair, if you're an officer and you show up to a scene and you've been told that there are gunshots and that there is a child kidnapped and the child is down at the bottom freaking no out. No gunshots. In the book, there was no gunshots well, he, yet. I thought he heard Just them. a child kidnapped. Oh. Um, anyway, so he so he shows up and the only person with the weapon is Darby and the other guy's like freaking out thinking he's going to die. Who do you shoot? The victim that you see? Maybe, like, Maybe say freeze. Would, he did and she wouldn't put... That was in the movie. That was in the movie. In in the movie, he was like, yes, yes, yes. The movie happened that way. He did. No, no, that's the movie. (laughs) The movie, he rolls up and he's like, freeze, man, put the gun down. And she doesn't. And so he, and she shoots him and he shoots her. Like it happens like boom, boom. But in the book, you don't even know the cop is behind her until he hears a gunshot and he starts checking himself. He's like, oh my God, how am I not dead? Darby collapses and the cop is behind her. He never once said, please put your hands up, freeze, don't shoot, nothing. Just straight up shot her. Shitty cop. I'm pretty sure he was thinking about his wife or girlfriend or whatever it was at the time. Right. So, so that's not what he should be thinking about. So the perspective of the cop, the yeah, you know, he's distracted. His wife is leaving him. You have the cop for one chapter and he is, he's like, I don't have enough information about this. It sounds like a prank, mm-hmm. but the worst calls are always a prank. But he says repeatedly, he doesn't have any information. He's waiting for more. Nothing comes. He gets there, and I guess he handled the scene the best way As he best thought, he which was, yeah. you know, which cost him his life because he didn't, uh... Mm-hmm. Which also, you know, Darby could have talked. Like I said, Darby, like, just say, hey, like, I'm not the killer. Like, nobody said any <laughs> words. They just, like, let it all happen. Like, that's irritating. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Idiot cop. Yeah. Vanessa, do you want to talk about the 50-yard escape? I'm sorry, did you have more, Stephanie? No. Oh. I don't have anything for the 50-yard escape because we determined... Or, I mean, the half-mile... Es- I'm sorry. The half-mile escape when she gets in the car and thinks she's... I don't I don't know why she thought she was actually getting somewhere. Did anyone think that was going to end so, well? So, when I was I reading did. the book, I actually thought she was a lot farther than she was. I legitimately thought... Because they were in the book. They were, like... They were having full-on conversations about, like what was going to happen and where they were going and what they were going to do. And she's talking about getting back on 17. And I'm sitting there thinking of the distance on a on-ramp at a rest stop, which is not that far. It's really small. So this must be like a really off the wall, very far away from the interstate rest area, in my opinion. They're usually not that. They're like maybe a truck length long from when you're leaving it to the, like a semi-truck long. This was like her longest one. It was a quarter mile or more before she even got to the on the on incoming ramp of the interstate that she was going to go cruise down to get to the accident or whatever it was that was down the road. She did not get that far. The book, you do feel like they've gotten a lot farther. She must have been going at a glacier pace, which makes me wonder, can no one run that fast? Like, I probably could have ran alongside that car and stopped what was going on. And I'm not fast. I'm fat. And so it blows my mind. It took her... It took her that but remember, it was a quarter of a mile. Snow piled up real high. Because when she like got out, she was like running through it. It was like way steep. No. 
Mm-hmm. She crashed At into one a point. huge mound thingy, I think, right? But Earlier in the book, she was running through waist deep. Yeah. And Ashley wasn't about to be like running by her truck in waist he deep and keeping up with the car. He was close enough that he could shoot her with a nail gun and do damage to the vehicle. Yeah, once he like got cut up after they uh, hit some shit. No, this was Correct. what made them crash was their tire was flat or whatever from the nail gun. Uh, okay, quit. you need to not watch the movie after you read the book. I Vanessa. Didn't. Did did they not get a tire, a flat tire, when she crashed into the thingy? Uh, they the no, nails? so they, they did. But he he was shooting with with nails before, like they, he was shooting with yeah. nails as they were leaving, and they were laughing with yeah. like, "Oh my god, we escaped! Like we, we actually died. did uh-huh. it!" Blah blah blah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're talking about the yeah. dinosaur. No, no, the dinosaurs happened later. They're like, "Oh my god, we got away!" And then boom, they hit the snow thingy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it did feel like they were getting farther at first. Vanessa thought it was only fifty yards. We were like, "What? That's half a football field." We were pissed. We went back and listened. It's a little bit longer than that. But still, it was like, what was it? Uh, four football fields is basically how far she got um, before she hit a big snow thing and got stopped. And then the nail, I think the nail was flat. Oh, yes, it was. He had punctured. Mm-hmm. He had gone around with the nail gun and punctured every nail, every tire of every vehicle while he was stuck outside of the building. Yes. So she wouldn't have got far anyways, but she, you know. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot about that part. I did too. Goodness. Yeah. It's a quarter mile. Okay, you guys can run a mile in 10 minutes or – even the greatest of extra, 15 minutes, okay? 10 15, minutes is like 18, the mandatory as 17, a kid. You're in 18. high school. You're told you have to run a mile. You have to do it in 10 minutes to pass the test. This is America. Even the fat kids have to do it, right? And I mean, I yeah, it's not far for there, sure. Right? So she's a quarter of a mile, guys. It's not yeah. that far. Like, it blows my yeah. mind that she was like, we're getting away. How far did you think gotcha. you really were in that moment? That blew my mind. That's that, like that a curve around stupid. the track. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That part felt so stupid. If I was Ashley, I could have caught your ass in a heartbeat if you were crawling that slow. And I am not. I don't have six foot long legs. I don't. And it just, that to me was a huge problem. So I do feel like there was times and when, when Taylor would write that it felt like he was able to visualize this a whole lot better than he could really describe it in the writing. There's a couple of times where the, the writing just didn't, like you were saying you had a hard time picturing things, Roseanne. In this scene, I had a hard time. I also had a hard time when she was like running through waist deep and Lars was so close she could feel his breath, but he couldn't grab her. Like I had a hard time visualing how all of that visual I feel like Taylor had a different image in his head, and maybe that's his, you know, the the producer and him coming out. Um but yeah, anyways, that was and so this is one of those scenes where like I'm having a hard time picturing how far they got, how he couldn't catch up to him. Like it just doesn't I'm trying to picture yeah. it in my head and I just can't. But I've also never been exactly. that deep of snow. I have no idea what it looks like, what it does, how it messes with your perception of things. I don't know. I mean, running a quarter mile through snow and running a quarter mile on the track is way different. Like, let's be real. Like, like it is. It, it is way different. Um, and when you think about what, four foot of snow, I mean, that's that's up your whole legs. My foot are four foot long. I mean, they're about four foot long, right? Maybe not. I don't know. My freaking nature. Like, three and a half feet long. Um, maybe they're longer than that. I don't know. But I'm just saying, like, if you're imagining, like, running in snow like that, like, you're not going to get that far. I don't think if it you're was running that after. deep where they were running at, though. You guys are talking about where they were chasing her and she was in that deep of what stuff out in the woods, like, in a drift or whatever the area was. This is, like, on the road. So I don't it think it was four feet deep. I was uh, under I the impression it was, it was all super um, thick, heavy, well, tall mm-hmm. snow. And maybe she wasn't the, the running. Anywhere. The waist deep was around the rest stop. That was when Lars first chased her into the bathroom and she climbed on top of the picnic tables and, and catapulted through a window. She was going through waist deep snow around the rest stop. So the 
the impression is that there was massive amounts of snow everywhere. But I don't understand how, I mean, I don't know if the parking lot was like slightly less and that's how she could drive. I mean, I don't know. I have a hard time visualizing yeah. it. Did she build up a snowball in front of her of like snow as she was driving through and that's what eventually slammed? I have, I have no idea. I don't know. Anyway. Any more next. plot holes? We covered them all. Do y'all have any more? Yeah. No, that's it. Okay. Well, let's dive into the movie. I think we touched on some of the differences. Um, what are y'all? What are y'all thinking about it? Can I say character choices real quick? Because you know that's my thing. Um, at first, when I just this is really shitty and shallow of me. When I first saw Darby, I was like, "That's totally not who I imagined." But I loved her character in the movie. Like I thought she was bomb. Um, I loved everything about her personality. Her acting was great. Everything about her, like, I loved who they chose for her. And honestly, I couldn't even think of anybody better at this point. Um, Ed, anybody in the world would have been a better actor than fucking the insurance man. Where not he the Allstate? Or is he Allstate guy? Or who is, is he? Is that where I knew him from? I was yeah. like, I knew yeah. this guy. Yeah. His voice, like, No, he was he the was president the worst in 24, actor. guys. He was yeah, the president he, in 24, yeah. right? Something else. Yeah. 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 He I mean, was just 24 all the time. Yeah. He was the worst, but, and I loved Ashley. Um, I loved so his hot. character and it. Yeah. He, but he was like, he was hot, but he wasn't. Yeah. And that's always like, interesting to hot. me. His smile was too yeah. big. His mouth was too big. Yeah. Something, something. was he weird. He was like a Cheshire cat. Face. Yes. That's what yes, they started. The mustache was yeah. weird, but yeah. I liked it. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was good. Yeah. I, I loved the choices for those two characters mostly. And I, I loved all their acting during the whole thing. I just, I was pleasantly surprised with the selections that they made. You know, some of the torture episodes, I think we were all kind of wanting it to be played out. So I think we're all a little bit bummed about that, but they were still entertaining in the movie. I thought some of them. I mean, it, to be fair, you're talking about a significant difference in budget to mm-hmm. do the That's scenes that we are talking yeah. about. You know, oh. we're talking about a whole different, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a whole different budget of movie. There's a reason they took out the window and just put plywood. Like, mm-hmm. they don't have to have a stunt double mm-hmm. doing parkour through a window over and over and over and over again until she gets mm-hmm. it right. Like, you know, they didn't have to CGI someone slitting a throat with a serrated <laughs> Swiss Army knife. That's, I mean, true. that's like a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. So they, they did the best they could with what they had. Um, even the fingers in the door hand, in the door jam. So instead hard. of that. That would have been hard, but what they did was they nailed her hand to it. My favorite part of the movie, guys, I wrote it in the outline. I laughed so hard when she pulled out the bag of drugs and used them as a superpower to rip her hand out of the wall. I was like, is this movie really about to go there? And they did, and I loved it. It was heroin, right? Heroin? I thought it was coke. I thought it was coke. It's yeah. Coke. yeah, it's Coke. So I thought it was Coke too, but I remember she overdosed early. They, they did a flashback of when she overdosed and she had a band wrapped around her arm. Can you shoot cocaine like they that? They did show that. Yeah. No, they so did. I, yeah. I, I assumed it was heroin. It's not. It's not. Okay. It's Coke. You can't, you you can't do this heroin? Nobody well, does that. Hey, no. and she never okay. had any white stuff on her nose. I will say okay. that. I was like, I, I thought there'd be white stuff when she sniffed it up her nose like that, but it was just perfectly clean. I think she had a lot going on <laughs> with her face. Well, at no, that in time. the movie, I know, I, but you know, there was yeah. no. I looked for white stuff. There was nothing there. Gotcha. I loved yeah. her facial Everyone expressions. She did in a. How she did good. She did an amazing job of her facial expressions in different moments throughout this movie. And like Roseanne, I, she was not who I expected. 
I wasn't sure if I liked the drug addict situation. I liked it better than the artist move. Um, just because like Stephanie said, they're super resourceful. And I felt like she was resourceful in this. I Mm -hmm. love that there was a magical, like, um, I don't love it, but there was a moment where there was a hammer magically in the corner when she got nailed to the wall. (laughs) But I do love where she has to use it to pry it out of her wrist because Mm -hmm. that she brought that that hammer from, no, she brought the hammer. I know it just uh, happened to magically be laying next to her. I'm just saying, and all of the moments that happened, whatever. Um, so there's just, and it, there's just little moments that were very much like the movie and the book being that there were scenes that probably were not logical and didn't make a lot of sense, but they still worked and they did a good job of doing the same thing inside of the, so it was a very action packed kind of that, like I said, it's like a diehard where you find your way out of everything and there's always something that happens after and then there's something bad that happens and then it keeps going, going, going until the person wins in the end. And that's literally what this was. So a big, a big difference in the movies and the books was how Ashley died. Mm-hmm. So in the books, so after we didn't even speak about how the book truly ends and how Ashley dies, but um, in the book, Ashley, there's a moment where uh, after he is, okay, so after the cop shoots Darby, he picks up the gun, shoots the cop. Of course, we knew he was going to do that. Um, one bullet left, he uses it to shoot the cop. Oh, wait, no. No, the one bullet left was the gun used by Jaybird. She went and picked it up and used the one single bullet left Isn't to shoot home? Ashley. It is. In she's fact. never shot a gun before. And she's like, I got this with my left hand. I'm going to take you out. I'm like, okay, first of all, you've never shot a gun. It's hard with your right hand when you're a right-handed person. And then you're a left-handed and you're going to shoot it like a pro. I was like, that's and not going to happen. How did she get out of the truck, get over there and get the gun and get back over there in time to like... Like how did when did she do all of that? When did she go get the gun from Darby? Was the trucker? No, dead? this is when she got the gun from Lars, and she was waiting for Darby to come back in. This is in the book, so she's got the gun from Lars. The lights go out. She gets the gun from Lars, and Darby hears the gunshots go off. So Darby carefully comes back in because he knows that something's going on. Hopefully, I'm not mixing the movie up with the book. I just I just listened to the movie or watched the movie. Um, Darby come or Ashley comes inside and she's going to like hold the counter steady to like shoot with. And you guys can't see me, but like hold steady to shoot with. Um, and what happens? She, she goes to shoot at him and what happened? Oh, she can't because he has gas everywhere. So she realizes right. in her moment, she's like, wait, I can't shoot the bullet because there's gas everywhere. Um, right. So that's when she doesn't use the gun. Yeah. No, so but I the know. last bullet used for the cop. No, I- I'm asking how did, how did Jaybird get out of the C dot vehicle. She got up in the truck. How did she, how did she get out of that truck and get past Ashley to go get the gun from Darby? Who's laying in the ground bleeding, who had the gun. She was going to shoot Ashley with it. So she goes and gets it from Darby, then comes back in time to stop him from killing the C dot guy and shoots Ashley with it. I don't understand how that happened. How did, how did Jaybird? Cause Jaybird in the book is the one who shoots Ashley with the final remaining bullet of Lars's gun but she got it from Darby she picked it up after Darby was shot and she went back and like when I say went back I mean she went from where Darby was to the truck driver's vehicle where she was supposedly up inside of it with the truck driver when he when Ashley shot the truck driver dragged him out so I guess she could have got out of the passenger side ran to Darby got the gun I mean that's a lot of thinking for a seven-year-old who has an adrenal crisis so yeah Mm -hmm. but in the book now in the movie it was more realistic in the movie Darby stabs him with her Swiss Army blade. 
that makes more sense. She does it. Right he's getting ready neck. to. Yeah, that and, and I actually love that scene. He's I like was very gruesome, and he's yeah. like punching the snow, and she's like getting yes. like that was that and was. You good. can hear her just digging deeper. Yeah. yeah, that was good. Yeah, so I actually liked. Yeah. There was yeah. there was parts of the movie I that it. I thought were more realistic and that I liked better than the book, and that was one of them. You know, the the scene where Jaybird shoots him didn't make sense to me, but it did make sense that she would stab him. Duh. Um, mm-hmm. I like that a lot better. My husband wanted to bring out a couple of plot holes in the movie. I must on his behalf. Um, Hi, you're Terrence. I know. So he he thought that she would have bled out from the nail up against the wall because it's like a main artery. So he's like, Ooh. I don't care how much like cocaine you do, like she would have bled out already by then. And then when the I cops the showed thing. up, to give him did some, you? You know, props I did. I was like, because she okay. pulled it out with the friggin' hammer, by the way, which is fucking crazy. She pulls it out with the hammer. That's her. You're right. People could die. Have your, well, they slit their wrist, wrist, right? Yeah. yeah. It could have missed it. I mean, there's a spot right here where you're in between. Well, exactly. The so there is a chance that it very clearly could have missed because it wasn't up in this. It was. It was more like here in her because she was able to shove the nail. Up. People can't see what I'm doing, but I'm pretending like I have a hammer and I'm putting it up mm-hmm. underneath the nail and it's touching right here. The tip of the hammer is is touching the wrist and the palm of her hand. So her nail has to be somewhere midway down her wrist area, at least mid of her forearm somewhere, which is where the nail is. Your artery's not there. You're not going to bleed out in that same space. It's not that close together right there. So there's a chance that he missed all of it with the nail. I will report back. She's digging that hammer out and like wiggling it around. She was. Yeah. She did some serious damage. Her wrist is and her arm is not going to work the same. She definitely that's nerve nerves. damage. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. nerve damage. Her fingers aren't working right. Yeah. What else do you got? Um, oh, and then I didn't catch this at all, but when the cop shows up and shoots her, he talked about the angle of how he shot her. It was like in her hip, and he was like behind the car when he shot her. I didn't catch that at all, but he did. And then um, or it was like in her abdomen or something. So it was just like a weird angle, like how did he even shoot her there? from where he was standing from where she was. And, um, and then he said also, again, she would have bled out and died because you're going to bleed a lot right there in that spot. So anyways, he was just after the movie was over, he was just like ripping it apart. And I'm like, well, I thought you were pretty entertained. Like I heard audible gasps from him at certain parts during the movie. Like, Oh, like when the twist came, like when he found out Ashley and Sandy, like he was highly entertained and even so was Aubrey. So Nice. Um, um, no, no, I actually everyone I, liked it. I, I think, enjoyed and, the movie. Yeah. I did. I actually yeah. even the book after I read it, I actually was going to hand it over to heaven and be like, "This is a clean book. Like, there's no sex. Yeah, I mean, yeah there's some gory, but like, read it. Like, it's a good book." Um, and I actually, I don't always like the movie over the book, but I really liked the movie. Like, it was good. I like, did I too. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, there was no moment where I was like, ah, like it was. It really actually fit the book pretty well. Like, I was able to follow through and say, okay, most of the stuff matches up for the most part. Where you get the the feel, it's the same. But uh, I actually, I really like the movie. I like it was a I you guys want to go on into your reviews right no, now? Or do you want to talk about the movie? St- oh, you still have more? Yeah. I, oh, I, um, go ahead. I liked the, I didn't like Ed's character in the movie, but I liked the relationship with Sandy, what it was. And I liked why Sandy did what she did because Ed had gambled away their retirement and their life savings she was a housekeeper there at the house, and she so mm-hmm. she knew what the family had. She was able to get her hands on the medicine. I liked that, and I actually really liked the scene where they enact, they reenacted what happened, um, where she just kept her headphones on and was just and she was out there kicking and screaming and asking for help from Sandy, the housekeeper, 
and she didn't help her. You know, I, I liked all that. So I, I did I like the movie better than the book? I didn't think about that. I, I just might. A lot of the things that I had issue with in the book yes, was done was better in the, in the movie. movie. Yeah, I, ooh. I agree. Yeah. I didn't know. It was still kind of cheesy, but I mean, it has to be. You have an hour and a half to showcase like eight hours of a lot of stuff. So, I mean, it has to be somewhat cheesy, I think, to happen so fast. Like, you have to jump to conclusions. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they had to go really fast, but I do. I might have liked the movie better. Not necessarily like the actor choices. I didn't like Lars and I did not like um, Ed's character. That was pretty cheesy. I mean, there's the movie or in yeah. the book or both? Both. Both. I thought I just I I if there's we'll give you a review. Just, yeah, go on and go on into your okay. review. Go on, let's so, let's hit him. I did not love this. It was not one of my favorites. I obviously I thought everyone was in on it, so I was pretty fucking close to that when I started reading it initially. I just I didn't fall in love with the story. I didn't fall in love with any of the characters other than Ashley. Um, but only really liked Ashley once I heard from him inside the story. So I didn't even care for him until I only heard his tidbits of how he perceived people, which I thought was great. Sam finishing the bottle, okay. just in case anyone, that was not P, that was Sam. Um, so I, I just, I wasn't a humongous fan. I thought it was, like I said, very written out, like it was a movie, meant to be a movie, like a manuscript. Someone was reading a cinematic novel and that's and it, the movie was pretty much along the exact same lines as the book i thought that a lot of the moments were cheesy i thought the dialogue was cheesy um i thought some of the acting was not great i did like darby in the movie i did not like darby in the book um i definitely like darby in the movie just she's somebody i've never seen never known and she did a great job at her facial expressions the the when she would turn to look at you with her creepy stare those were all really good um, I think it's funny that they use drugs to get her all jacked up and riled up to do something really and crazy. I thought that was funny. Um, overall, I'm going to give it a whopping 2.5 because I Whoa. really just did not like this book. Um, I did. I, I do want to give Taylor props in his description of the, the brutality and the torture parts. Those are my ultimate favorite parts. If I could give, like, if you read nothing else other than those moments... I highly recommend it just for the descriptive parts of it. You don't even have to read the rest of the story to enjoy those moments. If you're kind of psycho like the rest of us, um, he does a really good job of describing those. And I feel like he spent more time describing that than he did spending any time in the plot of the story. There you go. Wow. I'm, I'm still in shock from your 2.5, I guess. <laughs> um, Sammy, what do you got? Um, so I don't know if you guys know this about me by now, but my reviews come based on my mood. So I'm giving it a 4.5. Wow. Because um, I, well, exactly. <laughs> I really, I really enjoyed this book. And I think it's because we went from, and I know we we read a book in between the Savage Side, but I'm still just like fucked up by that book. I that too. This book was so easy to listen to. And I'm a listener. I like to listen to them. It was so easy to listen to that I was like, I needed a book like this. And maybe that's why, again, it's based on how I'm feeling, how I rate things. I felt like I needed a book like that and it was perfect timing. And then the movie on top of it. So maybe my 4.5 includes the movie. Um, honestly, I really enjoyed it. It kept my attention. It was a, it was a fun, you know, fun murderous book. It was a fun book. Um, it was, it was cool that they had a movie afterwards and honestly the movie followed along to the book pretty well. So in my mind, I gave it a 4.5. Nice. Okay. 
stuff. Okay, so I'm somewhere between. I gave it a solid three. And for me, a three is pretty much borderline forgettable, but would be entertaining if you needed an entertaining book that was fast paced and just kind of something easy to read. It, it was a vacation read literally for me. I read it on vacation in two sittings by the pool. Um, I started it like, like tiny bit before, but for the most part, I read it all up within two days. Um, so it was just really, it was just, you know, would I recommend it? Like thinking books, like if someone said, give me a good book to read, it probably would not come out of my mouth as one I would recommend. But if they said, Hey, did you ever read no exit? I'd be like, Oh yeah, yeah, it was all right. You know, give it a whirl. You want something fast paced, you know, have at it, but I wouldn't think to recommend this to someone. So it's right in the middle land for me of books, um, in terms of entertainment. So I just gave it a three, you know, it was, like I said, the, a lot of the issues that I had with the books plot were answered in the movie. So, um, I just, you know. That's it. Solid three. Neither here nor there. I would agree with you um, for the most part, Steph. I gave it a 3.5 because I was entertained by it. um, But, you know, I wouldn't consider it like, oh, this is a must read book. Um, And I gave it that mostly because, like I said, I just had a hard time um, imagining all the things. And I had to, like, think too much about, like, what is he describing? So for that aspect, I enjoyed having a movie to watch that was all splayed out like that. Like I don't want to read a cinematic novel. Like that's not my favorite kind of book to read. Like if it's action packed, I just want to watch it. I don't want to read about it. So I gave it a 3.5. I did like it. Um, Yeah. I'll say if anyone read it, like you said, yeah, sure. It was good, but it's not on my absolute must read list. And I am sad that they also didn't do in the movie where Ashley was always like, oh, come on. Like anytime something outrageous happened, which was like every four seconds in this book, they didn't do that in the movie. So I was kind of sad about mm-hmm. that. I just that would have been that. nice. Yeah. That yeah. would have been funny. I do want to say all three of you guys mentioned that you gave it a higher rating because of the movie. If the movie didn't exist, would your rating have been as high on this book? Because if we're basing it just on the book, all of you guys said there's so many plot holes that were answered in the movie. Or I like the book because of the movie. Or I thought this was great and I was able to visualize it because of the movie. If there was no movie, would your rating have been that high? Probably not. It would have lost a half point or maybe a whole point. But it's definitely yeah, a half point. a three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely I would say point. a solid half point at least would be reduced. So, so a two and so. a half, like I said. Hmm. <laughs> Fine. If we were to average you everyone out, it's probably like a 3.5. <laughs> it's probably a 3.5. Well, because it was just so low. A collective average, it was just borderline. It was it was entertaining, a sure. Would have been a solid three. There. Yeah, mm-hmm. All right. you guys yeah. can tell where our mindsets at. Where I'm like, I just want an entertaining book. I don't want to have to think <laughs> about shit. So I'm like, four point five. <laughs> Give me more of that. And I'm the opposite. I'm like, too much imagining. I'm out of here. <laughs> Meanwhile, you love the Savage Side, which was nothing but imagery. Like the is. whole book oh, was imagery. It was so intense. Agreed. Yeah. I don't know. I'm. I don't know why I love the most disturbing things on planet Earth. <laughs> all right is anything right. else that you guys want to talk about before we move into other segments any final thoughts comments stephanie looks like you might have something to nope. say nope my stomach's okay. growling uh, oh i know i mean what um, you see on my face <laughs> i have chipotle downstairs waiting for me i ate three tacos while we were on this podcast <laughs> I've eaten nothing but bologna and cheese. Oh, God. Oh God. Let's not right. recap. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right. Well, Vanessa, let's get into your one-off book recommendation for this month. Okay. So I picked another heroine book because I just felt like it was fitting for this kind of along the same line story, except this one is about a true heroin drugs or heroin woman, heroin woman, heroin woman. But it just happens to be another heroin book. Another heroin. <laughs> I had to another have you heroin book. <laughs> this one's about a badass heroin. No, hero no, heroin. Say it like heroin. I can't say it that way. <laughs> heroin. That's how you're supposed to say it, I think. So it doesn't sound like heroin. <laughs> you say heroin. Do you? That's true, Sammy. That's how, that's how you're I supposed think so. to say it. I'm heroin. Gonna just, heroin. I'm gonna just not hero, say the word. heroin. Yes, heroin. hero. A hero heroin. woman. Who's <laughs> um, Her name is actually okay. So the book I'm picked is called The Diamond Eye, and it's by Kate Quinn. Um, for anybody who likes historical fiction novels, she's got a couple of them that are all based in the World War II era. Era, and this is my favorite one. Um, so Nerd. this is whatever. <laughs> I don't care. Um, so this is about um, a real life um, sniper uh, who was a female in during World War II in Russia or in Ukraine. Um, her name is Mila Pavlinchenko. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, but she was a single mom who worked at a library and had a young son. And when Hitler invaded Ukraine and Russia during World War II, she got kind of pushed into the military. In fact, all of the people in the area had to. That was just, it was a little different than America, but they, they were forced into it. Um, she got recruited in to be a sharpshooter um, and ended up becoming one of the most worldwide known single best female sharpshooters in history, which is true. You can look her up. She's pretty fucking badass. Um, she actually got coined the name Lady Death. Within her first three months of service, she had 187 kill- confirmed kills, which if anybody who's into any kind of war movies or anything like that, a lot of us know in America of Chris Kyle, who was a pretty famous sharpshooter. He had 167 kills in his service. She beat that in her first three months. Um, so by the time her entire service was over, she had over 309 confirmed kills. Um, she ended up, um, the story itself doesn't just follow her kills, but it, it follows just her, um, the, a lot of the high risk missions that she had to go on to compete the Nazi, the Nazi army, the emotional toll that war itself takes on soldiers and all the people that we kind of leave behind. It has, um, it talks a lot about the battles of how she felt trying to protect her teammates, but also feeling like she needed to be home to protect her son and couldn't because of what was going on around her. When it's all said and done and the war ends, she actually does a goodwill tour in America, which is true. She does go and meet Eleanor Roosevelt, where they become very good friends. Um, And one of the most famous things that she has or that she says during a standing ovation, because everyone started bashing her because she is, let's be real. People in Ukraine or Russia at the time where they wear a lot of dark clothing, they're kind of, they don't really, they're not as showy as we are here in America. They don't wear a lot of feministic things that we do. So she was bashed a lot for being who she was, which was a tomboy sharpshooter. She was a killer. She didn't care what people thought about her. Um, So one of the things that she said up there was, um, gentlemen, I am 25 years old and I've killed 39 fascist occupants by now. Don't you think, gentlemen, that you've been hiding behind my back for far too long? That was one of her most famous sayings. So I thought she was such a badass. This book is really, really good if you're interested in just reading about a woman who is willing to go through above and beyond for the people that she loves, for her country, um, in spite of some crazy stuff. World War II was a horrific time period, and she did some amazing things. I gave this one four and a half stars and definitely recommend it to anybody who likes historical fiction or female empowerment. 
Sounds good. Nice job. It does sound pretty entertaining. I'm sorry I called you a nerd. Yeah, it is entertaining. <laughs> All right. My oldie but goodie book selection for this month, and it's based on the fact that we had a fast-paced thriller, is an old school called Intensity by Dean Koontz. This is a five-star mm-hmm. read, must-read, mm-hmm. all around, one of the best books ever. Um, yes. It's about a girl who, I think we've all read it, correct? Yes, everybody. Yes. I think everybody in our whole family don't spoil has read it. it. I'm only going to say a few it, things. People need to read it. I'm only going to say a few things because I'm going to let the book speak for itself. It's about a girl who is spending the night at a friend's house. The entire family gets slayed by a psychopath. She ends up um, stuck in his RV for the ride of, a li- of, of her lifetime, just on the trails of this killer. And it's a cat and mouse game the whole time. You're on the edge of your seat. It is thriller to the max. And uh, I think Fox picked it up for a movie. It came out in 97. Um, I should have done a better job of figuring out where you can watch it at, but you can search and find it. I think it might be Amazon prime actually. So you can read and watch the movie and it is a little older. So just get over that part, but it's still very good. Must read. You guys agree. It's one of Sammy's favorite books. It's one of Sammy's favorite books. It is. In fact, when I, um, I was reading it in the airport and I was getting on the airplane this was like, what, three months ago, I was getting on the airport and a grown man was like, that is a great book. And I'm like, I know, right? Like just some random guy, like just saw the cover. So that's just how good of a book it is. It's very recognizable. Um, it's by Dean, I think you said it's by Dean Coons. It's a great book. He's awesome. He does a very good job. He, he is such a good author. He is, he literally a scene in that book is something that inspired me to, write like myself like something that helped me as a like personally as a writer I don't like write professionally obviously or anything but I just I enjoy writing and I remember reading intensity there was a scene where she's hammering at the sunroof in the camper and he described this part where she paused and was flexing her hand after hammering for so long and I was like damn it the attention to detail like that's amazing Mm -hmm. it was such a good like it I literally still to this day can remember it vividly and I read this book when I was like a teenager you know because we passed it around the family um yeah, it's such a good book. He, he's just a really good author. Some of his stuff is kind of questionable. Yeah. yeah. But he's a really, really good writer. I would agree. Sometimes he, he gets yeah. a little he puts too out a lot of books. descripty on things. Like he, he can do. Yeah. Even in this book, yeah. I reread it and I'm like, yeah. He could have cut out some. Like fast forward through a, yeah, a couple couple things. Yeah. Um, but no, it was it was good stuff. Yeah. Very. Did you guys watch the movie? Yeah. I did. I remember did you? I did. a long time ago. Yeah. I remember. I don't it, think yeah, so. I, I feel remember. Like I need to watch it again. Sammy, yeah. you need okay. to. I, I remember the guy. I remember the guy. Mm-hmm. The the guy. The twist. The you know, guy. I remember him. Really He's well. a um, mm-hmm. this guy. I, mean, I, I should pull up his name so people can see <laughs> that guy. Yep, there he is. Oh um, yes, yes. What's that his guy? What's his name? He has no lips. No lip guy. He plays an. He plays stuff. the doctor in yeah. Scrubs. Yeah. He plays the funny doctor yeah. in Scrubs. That's right. Yes. Mm-hmm. John. Oh wow! So he's the bad guy in that, and then the guy John, in Scrubs. John John McGinley. John McGinley. Mm-hmm. John McGinley. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it's a good one. It's good. Read and watch. Do it all. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you picked that book, Rosie, because honestly, when I as soon as this book started, No Exit, my immediate vibes were intensity. That's the first book I thought of. So like, good pick yeah. with that one. Thank you. And what a nod to Taylor that he managed to kind of run parallel in the same orbit as Dean Coon's Intensity. Because that's a really good book. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. waiting for Vanessa to say something. Giving them a lot of credit. She gave a face. Okay. <laughs> Taylor, we're take sorry for her take behavior. That out. Cut it. Cut it. Edit. No, I'm leaving it in, bitch. <laughs> Edit. 
It's Vanessa. It's Vanessa saying it. All right. Um, my fave session. I um, I actually was thinking of cutting it out because after I read the book, I immediately watched the show. So I didn't even have a single character made out in my mind except for one. And the actor has passed away, so he can't even be in the movie. But for all my Tremors fans, can we get Fred Ward as Ed? <laughs> yes. Yes. Can we? Can we get? Is he? Reba, is it Reba's husband? No. Reba's husband. No. Kevin Bacon's. Oh, it's Kevin not? Bacon's uncle or, or brother or cousin, whatever. The guy with um, the dark he's hair. Passed away. Yeah, there he's he passed is. away. So he. He can't be in it. Oh, he passed away. He did, okay. but he's who I imagined the whole time is Ed. I, did, I really didn't have an image for anybody else in the in the story, so I have failed you guys this month, but I, I'm going to put out a RIP to Fred Ward because you know, he would have been good. <laughs> you know who I thought for Lars? Who? Jimmy from Yellowstone. <gasps> yeah. Okay. That would have been good. Cause God damn it, he did ugly. a good drug addict in the. He did a good drug addict in the beginning. Peach fuzz, you know, yeah, skinny. All right, well, um, I'm gonna head into some TV shows uh, that are based on books. We only got a few. I'm gonna hit. Um, we've got Lost Girls on Netflix. I have not watched this yet. Who watched that and who put it in the outline? I put it in there. I haven't watched it yet. It's on my list of okay. whenever I have a, a moment in my life to do nothing but watch TV. That's on there. Okay, so it's based on the true story of the Long Island serial killer, um, Lost Girls, an Unsolved American Mystery by Robert Coker, 2013 novel. It's about the underground world of online escorts, so sounds feisty and good. Mm-hmm. We've also got Knock at the Cabin, and that's in theaters right now. It's based on the 2018 book, The Cabin at the End of the World by Paul Tremblay. It's about a family on vacation. They get a inconspicuous knock at their cabin door and a group of strangers tell them the apocalypse is coming and they're forced to make an impossible decision. Whoa. Stephanie, do you remember watching that movie, the strangers at mom and dad's house and being scared shitless? I remember hiding behind pills. We had to pause it for breaks. We had to take breaks. Like we could just be like, okay, it's just a movie. It's not real. It's not real. Like that movie got us. I cannot. Intense. Did I watch it with you guys too or no? I feel like I watched it with someone. Maybe it was I watched myself. it. So you might have oh watched my it god! It was during the span that them. me and Steph lived at home together during a yeah. I think time you guys got lives. me to watch it another time, and maybe Sam, you came in with it, because you guys had seen it, and you made me watch it with you after. Yeah, I feel like I didn't watch it alone. Yeah. I feel like I watched it with somebody, but yeah, that was a mess. That had um, Liv... Didn't Liv, have like a, a name address? Liv Taylor. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Liv, Ta- Liv Ty- Taylor. Tyler. 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 Steven, Steven Tyler's, Tyler's daughter. daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Something... Well, anyways, I, this description just totally gave me Stranger vibes, and I was like, ooh, I wonder if it's as terrifying as that movie was for some reason. I don't know why it was. That movie was something else. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, next, we've got this old school book, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, based on that Judy Bloom book from the 1970s. Did anyone ever read Judy Bloom books growing up? Mm-hmm. Okay, neither did I, so we're all still cool. Okay. Um, so it's. Uh... <laughs> I read a lot of V.C. Andrews from the. First yeah, we read. Oh, yeah, we did. We all did. <laughs> you know, this says this is a lot about us. We flowers in the attic. <laughs> yeah, we're reading flowers in the attic instead of Judy Bloom's coming of age stories. 
Um, but it, I only picked it because it has Rachel McAdams in it, and she's a really good actress. And honestly, yeah. anything that she's in is really good. So she plays the mom in the book. Um, it's got a sixth grade girl. She's searching for answers about life and religion while going through puberty. Sounds horrific, but if Rachel McAdams is in it, <laughs> I'm going to give it a whirl. I'm not <laughs> then we have a scary one. I'm like, I, live, I lived that, so I'm oh, good. I, I don't need to watch it. <laughs> Then we've got a scary one. The Been Boogie there, Man. done that. You guys would shut up. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Which we could show your face just now. I'm trying to go eat my fucking Chipotle. <laughs> well, why'd you put four fucking movies in here? <laughs> the last one is The Boogeyman. It's out in theaters. It's based on the Stephen King book from 1973. It's two sisters are still grieving the death of their mother. They're plagued by a sadistic presence in their house and desperately tried to get their grieving father to notice before it's too late. Have y'all seen the previews for that one? It looks pretty creepy. No, thank you. Gavin saw it in the movie theater while I was out and? of town. I did not know. He said it was terrifying. He spent the whole time hiding under his blanket <laughs> in the movie theater. Aww. Oh. He brought First the to the movie. My 15-year-old takes a blanket to the movie <laughs> Did he go with his girlfriend? No, nope, he went with a group of guys, and they were all hiding under the blanket. <laughs> he showed up with a blanket with a group You're of men. Damn right he did. Yeah. <laughs> it was going to get cold. I, I love was Gavin. Gavin. Was My kid is so confident. He does not care. I, I love cute. Gavin. He's like, who wants to share? Who wants to share this blanket? You know he did. He <laughs> was like, it was his Georgia Bulldog one. It was his Georgia Bulldog blanket, yeah. for sure. Yeah. For sure. And every single one of the boys said, yes, I'll have some. He always comes out of the camp when we go camping, wrapped in his blanket around his shoulders like a cape. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Okay, so that's creepy as fuck. And that's all I had for this month for the movies. All right. So that's it. All right, y'all. So episode four is a wrap. Uh, We're not rich and famous yet, bitches. Uh, I'm going to need y'all to share. Um, if you have like, if you're rich, if you have rich friends, we need sponsors. Uh, we're all tired of working. Okay. So let, let's get us out there <laughs> so we can read and talk for a living. Okay. We are excited to announce to you guys that our next book club pick is The Whispers by Ashley Aldrain. So please head over to our Instagram for release dates and further details about the book. And like Rosie said, guys, we really would like to hear from you. Please like, share, spread the word. Go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, our Instagram. Send us a message. Let us know and spread the word. And don't forget to please tell a friend to tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell a goddamn friend. (laughs) Please tell a friend. Um, No, but for real, thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate all the support we've been receiving. You guys are awesome. We love doing this. We're going to keep it up. We're really having a good time. So we're not going anywhere anytime soon. So you might as well make us rich and famous. Love you guys. Until next time, cheers and happy reading. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.